when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is choked when the pressure was on. Son of a... The Bailey Show. Ah, there it is, a Thursday, the 12th day of October, 2023. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey right there. That's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. And Kyle on the other side of the glass. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Feel free to use that to get in on the program for the next four hours. You can also use that same number to get in on the text machine. The Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, where you can stream us and get our podcast. We released a new uncensored episode yesterday. That's up if you'd like to listen. Uh, also on YouTube at The Bailey Show and on social at Listen to the BS. So uh, a couple things here. You know, we'll have more Daltrey stab tickets for you closer to 8 o'clock. We'll do a round of nothing personal. Uh, a couple guests will join the program this morning around 7 o'clock. Uh, the guy, you know, and I, when, I saw, when I saw this dude... On Sunday Night Football, when uh, the 49ers just dismantled the Cowboys, uh, I see you know, the, it was going into the fourth quarter, and the, it was just the game was so out of reach. I mean, the 49ers ended up putting in their backups, like you saw Sam Darnold, and uh, makes it like all the backups were put in, like for an entire quarter against the what was considered best defense in in the National Football League, the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. America's team. And <laughs> and so and so uh and, and I dislike the Cowboys for many reasons. I grew up being a Redskins fan, so oh. you can only imagine. Anyway, so the the cameras pan to this Cowboys fan uh at the stadium and he's you know he's got his jersey on, he's got his hat on, he's got his gloves on, you know, his cow he's all cowboyed out and he's on his cell phone and I'm going, this guy's gonna be a meme. Yep. Because he looks so sad, but, you know. I can I can just see the screenshot, and like instantaneously, I'm going through my Twitter feed, and I'm seeing all these people tweet this guy. He's a meme, right? He's a meme, and I'm going, God, that happened real fast, you right. know. Uh, I was like, he's just going to be a big to do. I wonder, you know, and I know, and and then one thinking, I'm going, I wonder how people like that handle it. Like, is he from Texas? Did he fly? Over here to watch the game. Is he from the area? If he's from the, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a, a fan of another team and living in the other city because a lot of people move or have different reasons. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Um, but you know, I always wondered what would what how their lives change that quickly when they become a meme. You know, how is it at work and this and that. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody. <laughs> so we got that guy on. He's coming on at seven. His name's Hugh, uh, Eugene Hernandez. And he lives in Vacaville, mm-hmm. right? So just wild. And he's a firefighter, which firefighters love to rib each other. Oh, oh my yeah. God, yes. That's going to be. That's a boys' room. That's how it's supposed to be. I mean, there's going to be pictures of him up there. They're going to throw darts and stuff at it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's yep. going to haunt him for the rest of his life. So we'll see how thick Eugene's skin is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that Eugene, being a firefighter, he looked like a fella. He's got some pretty thick skin. Also, being a Cowboys fan, don't you have to have a little thick skin at this point? It's been a long time. <laughs> well, no. I mean, every year is their year, right? So this yes. year, I mean, especially this year, how they started out the season, you know, minus that, you know, Arizona game, right? But, like, it, 
everything's good. Life is good for those guys up until uh, the it's 49ers. Not. Right, <laughs> up until it's not. So we got that guy coming on at 7, and then towards the end of the program at 9 a.m., uh, not sure, this is just hitting the news today, but yesterday that Aftershock Festival Facebook group, I saw a post where a woman was pleading for anybody to help her as her son went to Aftershock this past weekend and he has not returned home. I believe they live in South, uh, Southern California. Yeah, in SoCal. So, Palm Springs area. Okay, so he hasn't gotten home and he was with a buddy or a guy uh, we don't know the whole story. I saw this morning that I believe ABC 10 had picked up the story. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, CBS. CBS. CBS Local, CBS had picked up the story. So we're going to have her on at 9 to get the details and see what we can do to help. You know, and what's interesting, what you know, at least what I learned in my first Aftershock, but it's no different than any other, especially rock festival, is we're more observant than we think we are, mm-hmm. especially with social media. When you take your pictures and you kind of go back through it and you're like, oh, I remember that dude. I remember that dude. So hopefully what we can do is, you know, get the word out. You can go through your pictures, see if you've seen that kid. Right. And then maybe piece it together. Maybe you hung out with that kid. Maybe you've got some information regarding, you know, what he was saying, where he was going, anything to help the mom. I mean, I can, I can't even imagine. At all. Can't Your child leaves and doesn't come back home. Mm-hmm. No. That's every parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. Can't. I, it's, you're right. It is. I mean, my daughter's about to uh, fly uh, back east on uh, next Monday because she wants to possibly go to school back out there. Which is crazy. I, <laughs> like, my whole rule with her was you got to, I've got to be a four hour drive. You know, and the thing that really pisses me off is like, you know, one of the reasons I got fired from my last job is because I, I, I told him I was like, I'm, I'm going to move to L.A., uh-huh. you know, and because my daughter wanted to go to L.A. So I was like, well, I'm going to move to L.A. Look how close <laughs> we are. And so I, I went and I did an audition for our sister station up there and stuff, and, and that didn't work well. Well, but uh, I was like going to change everything. Now she's going back there. Yeah, that's how it is with these kids. My daughter came yesterday and told me that she's going to go talk to the guidance counselor so she can do uh, remote school next year. I'm like, why do you think you get to make that choice? Yeah, right. She's fi- your daughter's what? 15. Right. Wow. Because like, yeah. she's so sad. Like she wants to go back to Georgia. I'm like, you just gotta suck it up. You, you know, it's a, it, it could be a make or break situation for a kid. You know, I was moved around a couple times younger, and not any different than anybody else's story. Especially like you army brats and stuff that have to move all the time. But you know, it it is it can be detrimental to a kid when you take them out of their out of their pond, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's what makes or breaks the parent and the kid is how you adjust because mm-hmm. that's not going to be the first time, kiddo, that you're going to have to adjust in life. Absolutely. You might as well start to get used to it early. Mm-hmm. And I moved around a lot when I was a kid, way more than her. Every three to four years, I moved to a new place, a new state, a new school, and she has something I didn't have when I was a kid, which is a phone, right. and social media. You can keep in touch with your friends. I lost my friends, and I just had to get new ones. Right. That's how it went. And that's the other thing, right, is they don't actually talk to their friends. They, I mean, my kids <laughs> fall asleep FaceTiming with people. Uh-huh. Yep. And Absolutely. even when they're in the same town, the same city, in the same state, they're still they, 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 sitting next to each other on the phone. So here's an example. <laughs> They'll sit in the back seat of my truck and text each other. Uh-huh. What? Absolutely. Why? 
Because they don't want to talk. Because they don't talk. I That's don't what understand. they do. My daughter does the same thing. They'll just be back there laughing. I'm like, right. what are you guys laughing at? Oh, she said something funny. No, no, she didn't. I, I can Sir, hear. When? Nobody <laughs> said anything. <laughs> she said she something. texted on the phone. Are you kidding me? I can't believe you sent that emoji. That was <laughs> right. hilarious. She said something funny. That is funny. All right. So, oh a uh, lot for you here this morning. Uh, Powerball, the big one, one point seven three billion. Mm-hmm. It uh, it hit after Ooh. it rolled over and rolled over. It wow. hit, and out of all the states that participate in Powerball. That winning ticket for $1.73 billion was sold in the state of... Vermont. New Hampshire. California. Oh, of course it was California. California. This yeah. is the luckiest state in the <laughs> damn nation. California. Right. And we didn't get tickets. Yes. What? I know. I was kicking myself. So, uh... Did well, you get tickets? Yeah. Of course he did. Remember, he I had did. a story and everything. I know, but, like, I thought that was for the last drawing. No, yeah. he got them for this one, too. Mm-hmm. It, well, so that the story was for the last drawing. Mm-hmm. This one... The story would be, I didn't purchase tickets. My wife purchased tickets. Did you win? Uh, Why are you still here? Uh, well, I don't know if I won. I haven't you checked know, he ticket. doesn't check his numbers. He's not going to check them until tomorrow and then say, spoiler alert. Well, he said he quit on air, so is that what he's setting up right now? No. Is that is that why we're, we're guest heavy? <laughs> so that way that there's something to do on the show? So when we get back, I'm going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably make a few people happy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that publicly, by the way. <laughs> oh, sorry. But I, I would. I I've little. always wanted to quit on the air. <laughs> Isn't or get, that the dream? Or get fired. I've actually heard there was a guy, a part-timer, years ago. Uh, he I, Here's the funny thing. Is the dude quit on the air, but he voice-tracked it. Oh. Which is kind of a weird kind of play off of it, right? Uh-huh. Which, by the way, if you don't know the voice-tracking, so since tech kind of took over radio, you, the people, a lot of people you hear... They're not really in your city. They pretend to be. They're from somewhere else. Right. Uh, and so radio companies don't have to actually pay them a lot of money. And and so uh, they'll they'll record the show. It takes about 20 minutes to do a four-hour show, and they're, you know, in Vermont or something, mm-hmm. you know, but they're talking, you know, they'll throw in street signs and stuff to make them sound local. So anyway, <laughs> the, 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 that's what this dude, the dude, he was actually local, though. Uh-huh. He was doing like a Saturday shift, and he's like, you know, I just can't, and he like calls out the program director. Wow. <laughs> I was like, but nobody paid attention to it because he was kind of a no one. And right? it was Saturday at 9 And it was like Saturday morning. <laughs> So nobody was listening anyway. <laughs> it was a bust. Nobody knew he quit. Except him. You know that's why he did it that way, so he could run out to his car and hear himself quit on the air. Right, yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the plus side, right? <laughs> you know, they don't do this uh, anymore, but, you know, you go back to even the 90s, they're, Saved by the Bell did it on every episode, I think. Um, but in the 80s, I want to say in the 80s is when it started and was the heyday for at the end of a sitcom, not everyone, but uh, but some of them, uh, especially if, if if they had heavy content for the sitcom, like again, real serious, they would have they would take like a minute or two at the very end and give you a public service announcement, a PSA, uh, on what to do and what not to do, and that's what the whole episode was about. For those that remember, can you? Tell me something that you learned from one of those shows or one that stood out. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because today is the birthday, and I can't believe this dude is this old, of a show that he was on 
that I will never forget the lesson learned. In which, by the way, the lesson was learned from a guy on the show that was a no-name actor that became a big deal a decade later. See if you can figure that one out. All right, nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. Tell you who it is and what the show is here when we get back. Hang on. Ooh, show me that smile. Don't uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Only for us that are of an age to remember. <laughs> How many years did Growing Pains run for? Oh, got to be six, right? Six that, or seven? Because that's what I would have guessed. Six. Yeah, I would say six. So the reason uh, eighty-five go- to ninety-two, seven seasons. Seven, seven seasons, so close. Yep. Yeah, I think that the the rule was like if you got three seasons, then you were set for the rest of your life. What even back then though? I know it takes thirty-three episodes to syndicate. So were they getting good syndication deals? Uh, you know, maybe uh, Robin Thicke's dad was, but like. Yeah, I, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's even on TV now. I don't even know if you can find it. I don't see it. Not even on like those old mm. channels that play all the old shows. Yeah. I don't see it anywhere. So, so the reason, uh, going into break, I said that you know that there used to be sitcoms like I believe it started in the '80s, but even in the '90s, like Saved by the Bell was big on this, um, which, like Saved by the Bell or not, as campy and cheesy as it was, it was TV altering. Like there was no other show like Saved by the Bell on Saturday mornings when cartoons always ruled your television set. I mean, this is an actual show with kids talking about stuff that kids were going through at the time. Uh, Anyway, you go back to uh, Growing Pains, you know, you had Robin Thicke, you had um, uh, Kirk Cameron, who is... Alan Thicke, actually. Alan Thicke, sorry. I just said Robin Thicke's dad earlier. That's his kid. Because I couldn't remember Alan's name. Uh, Kirk Cameron, who's 53 today. What? Yeah, you know, know, every once in a while he pops up because, you know, he's he's part of that, uh, you know... um, is he on Hallmark? Is he? Is well, he yeah, and he got like he really got swept up by the Lord. Oh, okay. Post childhood fame, he and Candace did. Yeah, I don't know if it's a capital L with that Lord for him though. I, th- <laughs> I think it might be a lowercase L. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a little he's a little extreme with some stuff. But anyway, nonetheless, just Kirk Cameron, the actor. The show was at the time great. Like loved, loved, growing mm-hmm. pains. And they would occasionally get deep. You know, they'd have a deep episode. And uh, this is the really the one that stands out most. This one in the Saved by the Bell drug episode where Jesse Spano yep. got hooked on the diet pills. And yep. she was so excited, you know, and then A.C. Slater saved her and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So th- there was an episode of Growing Pains where his sister, who was played by Tracy Gold, uh, was dating this guy whose name on the show was Sandy. And they went out for a few drinks. I believe Sandy was a little bit older than she was. And he decided to make the choice of driving home with her not in the car, but driving home. I don't believe she was in the car uh, while intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you're going back to the late mid to late 80s when... We were just being told that we had to wear seatbelts. Mm-hmm. You know, our dads or our stepdads, in my case, were driving around with a tall boy in a brown bag, and it really wasn't a topic of conversation, drinking and driving. Right. right. I remember that big time. My so, dad didn't do it, but I saw other people do it. Right. And it, it just wasn't a th- it, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing. You didn't hear about the drunk driving accidents and all that oh. stuff. At least I don't remember it. So anyway, the episode, uh, Sandy gets in a car crash because he's drunk. he's drinking and driving. Oh, that's right. He goes to the hospital. They all go visit Sandy in the hospital, or Tracy Go goes, you know, and they have this deep conversation. And he promises her 
that he's never going to do it again. You know, he thinks he might have a slight problem. He's not going to do it again. He's going to seek help, blah, blah, blah. So he's in the hospital. She gets home. She walks through the door, and she's all, you know, chipper and chirpy, and she's, you know, and then runs into Kirk Cameron, her brother, and uh, it's like, uh, and he's 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 stone faced. He he's walking from the kitchen because remember these shows had one phone. Yep. Yep. The, in the kitchen. It was always in the kitchen. <laughs> mm-hmm. you never saw him answer a phone in the living room. Nope. And very rarely did you ever see them watching television in the living room. Through his company. They had two phones. They had one in the kitchen that had a very long cord, and they had one on the table, door left. But they never had a television in the apartment, right? So they didn't. Uh, I never thought about that. Yeah. So so growing pain. She walks to the door and she's like, "Hi," you know, all chipper and this and that. And she's like, "What? What's going on? What's wrong?" And he says, "Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. What? I, I just saw him. He's fine." What do you try? You know, and he doesn't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. She just, what do you? No, no, no! You're like really bad acting, right? And then she goes up and starts hitting him. No, no! Don't tell me these things. You know, like that kind of thing. And he, he just hugs her, and that's how the episode ends. Right? I don't remember mm-hmm. that one. And then it goes black. Dang. And they're just sitting on a stool with a black drop in the back and a spotlight, and they talk about drinking and driving. Right. Anyway, the actor that played Sandy was. Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry from Friends. Oh. See, I don't even remember that entire Whether that was his first gig or not, I have no idea. I don't know either, but like, and then imagine that he went on to have a pretty prolific drug and alcohol problem. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? So growing pains didn't foreshadow that dude's future. Right. Who knows? But I just, you know, like I saw, I was like, Kirk Cameron's 53. I don't know why I'm surprised. I'm 48. I'll be 53 in, you know, four and a half years. So I was like, okay, we're all getting older, but you know, you grow up with these people and when they get older, you just can't, you, you, it's harder to digest people that you watched on television when you were younger, get older than it is to digest you getting older. Right. Because seeing them makes you realize like, oh man, I think I'm getting old. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's when you realize it. seeing them like, well, what hits me is when they, when people die. Like that too. that's right. what that's that's what hits me. You know, even if it's a friend of mine, like I just had a, a not a friend, but an acquaintance, a guy that I played high school football with and blah, blah, blah. And, and he just passed away in his sleep out of nowhere, just out of nowhere, passes away in his sleep. And I'm like, all right, I'm in that window. You know, I'm in that forty six fifty six. If I can uh-huh. survive past fifty six, I'm straight like skull. Right. I'm good to go. Uh, but uh, anyway, Kirk Cameron, fifty three, you know. I guess that's, I don't know, 53 might be the new 33. How about he's not even, like, Matthew Perry, not even the biggest star to have graced the screen of Growing Pains? You're not going to get me on this one. I know who you're talking about. Uh She does not. No way. Did did you watch Growing Pains? I watched Growing Pains. All right, do you know who he's talking about, the biggest star? The biggest star. An Oscar award-winning actor has had a a regular part on and still today the biggest one of the biggest stars in hollywood yes and has a new movie coming out that looks really really good yeah it does actually yeah uh leonardo dicaprio there you go nailed it yeah look at you and his name on the show was oh what was it what was it uh pearl jam could help you luke (laughs) no not luke wasn't luke uh yeah it was well i thought it was jeremy no that's why I was like, Jer- oh, no, was Jeremy called- was the name of the the other brother. The, right. The, yes. Okay. You're uh-huh. right. So it was Luke. It was Luke. Yes. Oh. Okay. Here's another one for you. How did he end up in the Seaver household? Mm. 
was wasn't he like a a friend of no nope. how did he end up in there this was the, when you went back to bailey when you're saying about lessons that you learned this was the one that i always kind of remember so uh kirk cameron was a school teacher. He was. And he found out that Leonardo DiCaprio was sleeping in the basement of the school. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he was homeless. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So gotcha. he brought him in uh, and they and they took him under their wing. Yeah, and, but he threw they, away all their alcohol. But they didn't know that. They thought he was stealing it. So they thought he was a little thief oh. and stealing their alcohol. Well, it turns out the lesson you learned is to, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover or whatever because Leonardo DiCaprio was throwing the alcohol away because the reason he ran away from home is his dad was an abusive alcoholic. Makes so he was scared of the alcohol. You want another useless fact? I do, Trivia. always. Yeah, I could go on all day yes. about this stuff. <laughs> what was, at least to the best of my knowledge, the biggest actor ever to be on Family Ties? Oh. Did you watch Family Ties? Not really. Mike, no. And it's not Michael J. Fox. I was going to say, I mean, that seems like the low hanging fruit. No. Who? Give us a clue. Yeah, give me a clue. I need a clue. Okay. I don't know. I, I Family Ties. Really is, Family I didn't watch Ties. a lot of Family Ties. This is a big actor. Okay. John Candy. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> wow. How did you get it? Oh, big is my big favorite actor. movie. Son of a gun. That was a really great clue. And his character, his relationship was the uncle, the drunk uncle. You always end up on these shows as a drunk. As a drunk, yeah. <laughs> as a drunk uncle, and they're trying to keep him sober, and they find him, because they don't have any alcohol in the house, they find him downing the vanilla extract from the pantry. Yeah. You don't realize until you've had an alcoholic in your life that the vanilla extract is all alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. Well, again, lesson learned. Had no. I, that's something I'll never forget. Uh-huh. Vanilla extract has alcohol in yes. it. And then the, I learned it again when I when the cops were called on me in sixth grade because I was <laughs> selling cinnamon toothpicks, which I had to use cinnamon extract. Oh, and that's got alcohol in it. And they wanted to arrest me. Oh, oh my goodness! Because they called me a drug dealer. You have a liquor license. Yeah. <laughs> cinnamon sticks. They'll get you arrested. And my mom helped me make them. Oh, she's an accessory. Yeah, we put them in the oven, and we put them. I was like, all the, I was like, this is the thing, mom. Can you help? I was like, she was like, well, we, you know, that was always the thing in our household. Well, there's no need to buy them. We can make them at home. Okay, there you have it. Next thing I know, I'm in the principal's office, and there's a cop <laughs> a with a dealer. gun on his hip, going, "Tell me more about this. Where'd you get the, where'd you get the cinnamon extract?" I was like, "My mom." Oh no! Had to bring my mom in. At work. Oh no! (laughs) All right, first round of headlines, and then we'll talk to Mr. Meme himself, Eugene Hernandez. Uh, Two big stories from today coming up here. Nikki D, what you got? I'm going to tell you what bills were passed here in Cali and who the police finally arrested for murder. All right, get your first round of headlines here in just a minute. Give us a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. All right, first round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Nikki D. Bills are being signed by Governor Newsom, left and right. H1. Well, the governor did have a busy couple of days signing and vetoing dozens of bills on his desk. He has less than a week now to sign any remaining bills into law. 
And the deadline is going to be this Saturday. And as of right now, he signed over a thousand bills that's going into legislation this season. He's vetoed over a hundred bills. I'm going to quickly just give you a few of the bigger bills that he did sign recently. Um, the bill that I told you guys about with the Skittles ban, that's the AB 418. Huh. Mm-hmm. He signed that in. So they're going to change the chemicals that we make with our Skittles. They're prohibited in two other countries. So, I mean, it's only right that. You know, they'd be prohibited. What is it? Is a, isn't it like one of the chemicals in the color? Or the, yes. The titanium dioxide. And what does it do to you, supposedly? I'm not sure what it's it does It's a carcinogen. It's a known carcinogen. So. Like red 40. Right. Yeah, that, it's the red ones, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Red what, specifically, yes. But I think I think there are other other colors that are on there. Anything that contains a known carcinogen has to be changed like out. Like diehard Skittle fans, I think, are really upset about this. Which is stupid because it's going to be fine. They're going to figure out a way. It's not going to taste any different. If they would have just changed Red 40 and figured something else out and put it in there, you wouldn't even know. And the only reason you're bitching about it is because you heard about because it. Because you know that it's happening. Because my ex-mother-in-law was the perfect example of this. She said after they announced that they changed the formula of Kraft macaroni and cheese, they changed the cheese dust formula. Mm-hmm. She goes, they ruined it. <laughs> I go, I go, Barb, you know they changed it six months ago, right? And they just announced it for this exact reason? Well, I've known the whole time. <laughs> no, you have not. So it's not the new it's not as drastic as the new Coke change. <laughs> no. Oh, gotcha. No. All right. Give me another one. Uh, Bill 1078, which prohibits school boards from banning the use of textbooks or other education materials that have uh, LGBTQ or Latino Americans and things like that Mm -hmm. in the criteria. They can no longer ban that from schools. Um, Senate Bill 616, increase the number of the sick days. I talked about that last week for people here in California. That's going to take place next year. And this bill particularly. Paid um, sick days. Yeah, Yeah, paid. You get five of them now. Um, And he created a statewide alert system called the Ebony Alert that's going to be activated for missing black youth, which I thought was awesome that he did that. So those are just some of the bills that he signed in that people are pretty excited about. Uh, Well, anytime a governor or anybody politician does something, you're going to have both sides. Right. right? And someone's going to complain. Yeah. And then like a week later, you're going, I forgot about it. Exactly. Because, I mean, I don't see any of those changing anybody's lives. I mean, like, for the worst. Right. Like, no one's going to be hurt by an extra alert for finding kids. No, not no. at all. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I say, no, don't do anything extra to find kids that are missing. Nope. And when no, no part of that, but it's because it's targeted to yep. African-American kids yep. is and when I'll, people would be upset. But what about my kids? There's an Amber There's Alert an for Amber that. Amber Alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amber Alert's all-encompassing, yes. supposedly. Amber Alert but, will go for everybody. The Ebony Alert just specifically. By the for the disenfranchised African American communities, right? How about that? All right, and there's uh, you're not going to go through the other 997 of them. No, we I'm got not. time. Okay. I don't have time. Okay, go ahead. Next story. <laughs> Sergio Brown is no longer on the run. H two. Police say Brown tried to flee down to Mexico, where he was deported based on his arrest warrant issued right here in Illinois. San Diego police are working to now transfer him from Southern California back here to the Chicago area. Uh, Sergio Brown was accused uh, probably like a month or so now back of killing his mother after police found her dead in a ditch. And then he pops up on social media with all these kind of crazy and deranged posts that he was putting up saying his mom was on vacation. Well, he tried to come back into the U.S. from Mexico, and that's how they were able to bust him at the border down in San Diego. So now he's going to be extradited back to Illinois, and he's facing murder charges, first degree. Yeah, this story's nuts. I mean, just a few years ago, this guy's playing in the NFL. 
You know, I think he had a a, de- a decent, well, allegedly, right? Right, he allegedly. Had, he had a decent stretch in the NFL, and then just this happens. You know, it makes you wonder if it, if he did kill his mother, you know, because those videos were, were. Those videos were very disturbing. There's definitely something going on with him mentally. And why uh, Nobody can tell me anything different because he's out of his mind. Well, yeah, probably conscious hit him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, go back. I got to face the music. I'm done partying in Mexico. She's going to go back home. But his mother, like, it, it, she was like, what would you say, found in a ditch? She was yeah, like 73, right? Yep, 73 years old. How do you do that to your mom? A psychotic break. I'm telling you, I have a friend right now that's having one, and I'm so terrified for her son because that's how crazy she's acting. So when those people have those breaks, they'll do anything. What, does she blow you up all the time? I need to talk. No, 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 no. She's just now doing the same things like Sergio. She keeps going live Mexico? on Instagram. Oh. She's not in Mexico. I oh. honestly don't know where she is. That's when you're crazy. It's just all these weird videos she's posting, and she's yelling at people, and in some she's dancing. The last one that was disturbing, she had a little two-year-old kid with her. I don't know whose kid it was. <laughs> and the baby oh only God. had on just a pair of little panties and a tank top, and she's doing the splits in front of the camera. Do you reach out to her and be like, what's up? I've been trying some of our other friends now because they're seeing her videos and they're like, what is going on? People have been trying to reach out, but. Well, you know when she books a flight to Mexico, Baker actor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. She's doing a Sergio Spears with the dancing and all that stuff. Uh, this guy became a meme. You've probably seen him. His name is, now we know, Eugene Hernandez. He's a Vacaville firefighter but and a Dallas Cowboys fan. Was at the game Sunday night when the Cowboys got blown out by the 49ers. And he's the guy going into the fourth quarter. The camera's panned to him, and a man's wearing his jersey, his his hat, and his gloves, and everything. He's it's a all... firefighter helmet too, right? That's decked out as a cowboy hat. Yeah, he looked like <laughs> firefighter Ed with you know the Jets fan. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But he's got cowboy stuff on, and and they're just be, getting crushed. I, I think it was what twenty eight ten at that time or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the camera's pa- uh, pan to him, and I was like, this guy's going to become a meme because he's on his cell phone. Uh-huh. That was the gimmick. He's on his cell phone. Like, who's he calling? Right. <laughs> So we'll see uh, how the last couple days have changed old Mr. Eugene Hernandez's life here next. Thank you. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. This guy became a meme uh, just overnight. Within seconds, <laughs> the internet <laughs> just gravitated towards our guest, Mr. Eugene Hernandez, Sunday night. The 49ers were put an ass-whipping on the Dallas Cowboys at home. And you're going into the fourth quarter, and I believe the score was 28-10. And uh, just Eugene's luck, the camera's national televised audience panned to my man, and he's uh, decked out in his Cowboys outfit. He's got his firefighter hat on like uh, Fireman Ed for the Jets. you know, And he is a firefighter in Vacaville. And he's got his Cowboys jersey on. He's even got receiver gloves. <laughs> but Eugene, you're on the cell phone, which makes you meme worthy because people are wondering who you were talking to and complaining about the score. I'm assuming. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. How y'all doing today? Great. We're good. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. Well, come on. I think you're. You've had four days of internet memed to you, and you're a firefighter, so you probably went back to a boys' room and they had some fun with you when you got back to the station, huh? Uh, currently, I am uh, haven't been back to work, but I did go back in for some testing. Uh, I got razzed a little bit, and then also <laughs> I, when I went to go turn change into my uniform, 
my inside of my locker had uh, some printed out memes already posted up into there. So. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> how, how long have you been a firefighter? By the way, thank you for doing that on a fun, uh, on a serious note. We appreciate all of our first responders. So thank you, sir, for being a firefighter and helping the community. Um, but how long have you been a firefighter in Vacaville? I've been in Vacaville for four years now. Okay. So you're fa- fairly a new firefighter. Yeah. Um, in Vacaville. Yeah. I, I've been in the career for about 10 years. Okay. So. Because, I mean, like, the new guy's going to get ribbed a little bit harder yeah. than the dude that's been there for a minute, yeah? Yeah, true. Yeah, so uh, who are you on the phone with when the cameras pan to you? Uh, at that time, I'm not actually sure who I was because I answered it a couple times. At, at, like, everybody was blowing up my phone, but it was mainly the same thing, just everybody letting me know that I was on TV and they just saw me. Uh-huh. Huh. Did, did anyone bother to call or text you and say, get off TV? Put your phone down, Eugene. You're going to be an internet sensation and not for good reasons. No, no. No, you don't have good friends. They, they I would, were all trying to get it in. Bro, bro, if I would have had your number, I would have said, Eugene, go grab some food. <laughs> get out of this. Get out of the seat. So when uh, so the game is over, did you stay to the very end? Yeah, I stayed till the end. Okay, so you saw the extra 14 points put up on the board, and, and then you leave – uh, when was it uh, that you first found out that, uh, you know, you, you kind of became uh, fairly popular as far as a meme goes? Um, I would say I found out probably within a minute to two minutes <laughs> after getting off the phone. So did you, so, did somebody send it to you on social media? No. Uh, well, people were sending me pictures of their TVs. Uh-huh. And then as I'm on the phone, I look up, I'm up there on the Jumbotron as well. And I'm just looking at it and I'm like, man, we're losing, getting our butts kicked. That's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm yeah. like, this is going to be an instant meme. <laughs> so once I get off the phone, I start instantly making my own memes myself. People around me start making memes and we just start sharing them amongst each other. And uh, I was sitting there in section 123, row one. So I'm right there at the corner of the end zone, uh-huh. front, uh, front row seats, watching the game. And, uh, even all the Niner fans that were there around me were all just having a good time sharing pictures and having fun with us. See, that's what it's supposed to be about, right? I yeah, mean, don't Eugene, take yourself too serious. You know, Eugene's a, you know, he, he's he's in he's in he's in Forty Nine er territory. He supports his team, which mm-hmm. you should be able to do, all right. And he's there having fun, and because of you know, obviously it all played in. But Eugene obviously is not taking it too seriously. Oh no, the Forty Nine er fans not taking it too serious. That's that's what a sporting event should be. Should be fun, not the fighting and the brawling and right. throwing stuff because you got a Cowboys jersey on. Fun. Nobody said anything disrespectful to you, did they? No, no. Yeah. I think everyone that was sitting in that section, we all just having fun, and then myself and everyone else there kind of mostly understands that we we don't make the decisions for play calls or anything like that. Right. We're just there <laughs> yeah. good fans trying to have a good time and join a sporting event. Yeah. Were you there by yourself at the game? I was there with my wife and then my father-in-law and my uh, mother-in-law. The, and so your wife never at one time turned to you and said, honey, the internet, you're, you're, the, you're the internet, right? right. Now. You're, <laughs> you're the guy. Uh, I, she was, I think she was the one that actually went and looked up and was like, you're on the Jumbotron. Because so. <laughs> I, I know that feeling, you know, when, when you become the internet. And you know, years and years ago, I'd done an interview uh, poorly uh, with my old partner, 
uh, and it was a, f- a flop, literally a flop interview with the Fantastic uh, Four cast. And mm-hmm. it was a douchebag Michael B. Jordan and then uh, all these other castmates and stuff. And, and they and they tanked the interview on us, right? So anyway, we were asking silly, stupid questions. And then, like, this feminist blogger gets a hold of it and tears me and my partner apart. Like, I'm the racist, he's the sexist because of questions we asked, which were neither, by the way, mm-hmm. not even close. And it became a big thing. But I didn't know it was a thing. And I'm at a, I was actually at a sporting event. And my phone started blowing up like I'd never seen it before. Twitter, no, it was a, it was more of a Twitter thing than anything else. Uh-huh. Twitter notification. I mean, it would vibrate it so much it could have vibrated off the metal seats in the bleachers. <laughs> That's how much it was going up. So, like, I know that feeling, and I don't know about you, Eugene, but it made me feel a bit uncomfortable because it was not a positive in my in my in my situation. Were you okay with all this attention? You seem like kind of a you know subdued, quiet guy. No, I'm more of a kind of go with the flow kind yeah. of person, and uh, I don't take anything too seriously. And I just know how to make a, any kind of situation to a good a situation. So, any time in life when situations come at you, you have a option to become a victor or a victim, a victim or a victor. Yeah, and I usually wow. choose to become a victor. Wow, you might win. Yeah, and he has the coolest wife ever. Even if he wanted to just kind of be low-key and laid back. I remember when I reached out to her, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get in touch with him. She's like, here's his number. I'm like, oh, okay. That was easy. <laughs> yeah, so I she's like, talk to him. She's the ultimate hype man then, <laughs> yes, right? Because absolutely. There's, there's obviously one of two ways that can go. She can either immediately support and champion you, uh-huh. or she can be like, oh, my God, how could you do this to us? Right. So how old are your kids, Eugene? Uh, my boys, they're, they just turned six. Okay, so they're, they're okay, so they're they're not internet savvy so much, so they're not going. My dad's on the internet. I don't know these kids start young, uh, right? So how how did you uh, how did, are you from Dallas originally from Texas? No, I'm originally from Lodi. I was born and raised here in Lodi. When I was younger, I uh, my grandma took care of me for a little bit. Uh-huh. She originally is from Texas, and then she relocated here in Lodi, and that's when uh, I lived with her. Okay, so that's why you're a Dallas Cowboys she, fan. She, she's a She's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan as well. Gotcha. Okay. So that explains why you were there supporting the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. I understand now. Correct. It makes all the sense in the world. Uh, wouldn't it be nice, Eugene, if you could profit off this somehow? Um, that'd be that'd be cool. I'm not really expecting anything. So if it happens, it happens. If not, it doesn't. Um, I do. I did have a lot of people trying to like friend request me on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, but all my accounts are private. So I actually did make my own Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and stuff. I uh, coined it the Cowboy Phone Guy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's so. smart. Okay, so maybe you you know if you keep so now you got to kind you you got to go to a Cowboys game like at AT and T Stadium because you're now mm-hmm. the guy. Yeah, I we're I'd like to go right back out there. I've been there once. I was there uh, when the last time the Cowboys played the Niners, uh, me and my father-in-law, he's a huge Niners fan and he's also a retired firefighter. So I made him a 49ers helmet just like mine. Uh-huh. And we drove up there and the Cowboys lost. And it was a very long 24 hour ride home for me. <laughs> Here, here's the thing though, Eugene, is that you've got to reach out to the Cowboys organization and you got to say, Hey, look, I'm, you know, the internet's beating me up. I was supporting you people and in, in in enemy territory, so I'd like to come in in, in home field advantage, and right. you know, will you have me out? Yeah, fly me out. They they should fly you out there and and, and make a big to do about you. That's what I would think. Somebody's got to reach out to them, you know, or yeah. You know. 
I've been posting a lot and uh, on the Instagram and uh, been tagging Dallas Cowboys, AT&T Stadium, AT&T, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and everything like that, but still no response from anybody. And then uh, actually me and my wife, uh, we made a TikTok yesterday. I think it was, it, it was pretty good. So. <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna suck this dry, right? That's which is good. I, I like you know if you're you're gonna take you got to be the victor. You don't want to be the victim. Mm-hmm. So Eugene Hernandez is gonna take the fame from the meme and ride the wave as long as you can ride it. Absolutely. I love it. I think it's I, I think it's fantastic because you know uh, like you look at the different representatives from uh, the, the 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 fans that make certain teams, right? So, like, with the Jets, you've got Fireman Ed. Yep. Uh, the Chiefs, one of their dired fans, I think he just got thrown in jail. Uh-huh, he did. Yeah. You know, oh. so, so like, uh, with the, the Redskins, you know, back at least in the day, you had the Hogs and everybody would wear the noses. But there's no GOAT. Like, I don't know for the 49ers if there's a go-to fan, and I don't know if the Cowboys there's a go-to fan. And if I'm an organization, I want that go-to fan. Yes. I want to super serve them. So, I mean – I think the job's yours. You, they just gotta, they just gotta find you, you know, or get a hold of you. I guess, right? Yeah. Right now, me, uh, me and my wife were just having a good time and uh, posting stuff, and it's also giving us a, a little bit more time to spend together while we make different stuff for our, the social media accounts, and we're just having fun with it. See, look so, at that. All positive. I, I think with the with a lot of with the stressors that we have in the world, everything that's going around, everything that I uh, the stressors I have. Uh, on the job, mm-hmm. I think having some kind of outlet or anything like that is uh, just very good for me and just anybody else that's going through any kind of hard situations for our mental health because not a lot of people look into that these days. Sure. What What is your favorite meme that you've seen so far about you? Uh, so far, I really like the um, – I can't remember exactly, but it was uh, – we're calling about your extended warranty. <laughs> Was it was it a, a picture or did they do an actual video? Because I was thinking about when I saw it, I was like, this guy's going to blow up. I know he is. Uh, and I was like, this would be a great video. Like my favorite videos that have been remixed are the one of that crazy dude that went up to the car window and is banging on it, but he can't break the glass. Uh-huh. And so yeah. many people have remixed that video. Uh, and every time I watch, it's like you can't lose. But with yeah. Eugene's. You could take the live footage mm-hmm. and do his voice and somebody else's voice, mm-hmm. you know, like the Adele, hello, right. you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about a couple of videos that I could do, like the uh, on the water boy where the dad comes up at the end and he's like, hey, I, I'm your dad. I saw you on the ESPN. All right. Well, best of luck to you. If you get around, do one for uh, the Bailey Show on 98 Rock. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, I just got off. I just got off the phone with the Bailey Show. We'll take that. Right. Uh, and if you want to follow, which what are your uh, accounts that you made? I think I just have your personal accounts. What's the new ones? Uh, I have uh, Twitter, TikTok, and um, Instagram, and they're all Cowboys Phone Guy. Cowboys Phone Guy. Cowboys Phone Guy. All right, Cowboys Phone Guy. We're gonna start following Cowboys. Phone, phone guy. Phone now guy. that you're an influencer. You're yeah, Eugene the influencer. He mm-hmm. is. When I yes. type in Google who's a cowboy fan, all the pictures come up of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all the other past ones, they're not even mentioned anymore. Not a horrible thing, and he's got a good message and it's all positive. I like that. All right. Eugene, uh stay in touch. We appreciate your time again. Thanks what you do 
uh, there in Vacaville. Tell the rest of the uh, ladies and gentlemen out there at the fire station we said hello, and best of luck with the meme success, sir. Well, thank you. All right, take care, my friend. Bye-bye. All right, you too. All right, we'll see you. That's great. I love how he's handling all that. I like the fact that he said that he left that stadium and everyone was having a good time because all the videos we see are people fighting, you know, the Dodgers game the other night. I mean, there was this brawl. and I mean, just absolutely ridiculousness. And Eugene, Cowboys fan, there watching the game, watching his team, Mm -hmm. and all the 49ers fans were way cool. Yep. No drama. No drama. Right. I like that. All right. Nelson's uh, drama. Drama. Yeah. (laughs) Drama. Drama. More or less his daughter, which, you know, I could probably help you out with this next conversation because. I'm interested to hear your take on it. Certainly. Oh, please. I I was that person when I was younger, too. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you my take. Oh, your hot take? Yeah, my hot take. Excellent. (laughs) 916-909-0985. Give us a minute here. Hang on. Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. Mm Mm-hmm. How long have you been dealing with uh, one of your kids being a kleptomaniac? Uh, just uh, the tw- less than 24 hours now. Oh, so she's new to stealing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least it's not like habitual or anything like that. Not yet, right? Yeah. What did she uh, get caught stealing? She got caught stealing, I guess, uh, a little toy from the book fair. You know, kids go nuts for Scholastic Book Fair uh-huh. when it comes in and they got all the books and little tchotchkes and stuff out. And I guess she tried to swipe a uh, a, a little teddy bear type toy. So w- w- what happened to her? Did she get tased? Uh, no, she wasn't tackled. She wasn't tackled <laughs> or tased. It doesn't sound like uh, the teacher made a huge fuss in front of everybody, but she was pulled off to the office and they had to have a, a discussion. Why did you do it? They said that she handled it very well. She didn't. Nelson, you know, she didn't freak out, pitch a fit. She's nine, right? Mm-hmm. And she admitted to it? And how did she steal it? She put it on her pants? Or yeah, po- I think she, gets, she threw it in her pocket is what I heard. Threw it in her pocket. Mm-hmm. And then got caught exactly the same way I got caught stealing at her age. So uh, I, when I got caught stealing, uh, I was not her age. I was like 17. <laughs> and it was a $1.29 do-rag. But it was interesting when I had to tell my mother. <laughs> and the deal was is the cop at Kmart let me go. Uh, if my and he wouldn't come back to get me if my mother called him because I made up a story and said she was out of town. Uh-huh. And when he tried to call my house, I had him call. You know, and it was you had your own number, like Smart. you had your own line, right? So he called my line. I was like, oh, she's out of town. She's not gonna answer. So anyway, when I told her, I'm curious how you if you reacted the same way she reacted. My mother reacted the way my mother reacted shocked me and actually made me disappointed in myself. Oh, and she really? was not a master of that. But it was real, it was organic, and it was true. Mm-hmm. Like how she felt. How did you react? I luckily was the second layer to get to it, so I had time to calm down anyway. And I just, I said, look, I'm not man, but I am very disappointed. This is not this is not who you are. And that's it? What, that's how you said to her? That's the, how I started out. I go, uh-huh. t- first off, I said, Yeah, me. right, that's how, he, you no, know, I said, it went on for off, like well, an hour and a half. When it first happened, I saw how he reacted when he first found out, and he was really upset, so I didn't know how he was going to approach hold on. it with was, her. Was he upset or was he mad? He was kind of both, and more upset with himself, though, than Okay, her. why were you upset with yourself? Because I felt like I, I felt like she's got a lot of, well, because I heard her reason for why she did it. What, why did she say she did it? Because she knows that mom and dad don't have a lot of money. Okay, bam. That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to get at. So mm-hmm. you felt 
like what you couldn't afford you couldn't provide yes and i was ashamed that she would that she would think to act that way in an effort rather than asking for it like you didn't even ask to see if we had the money so okay so that's where i was getting at Mm -hmm. very interesting uh, because at the time when I stole this dollar twenty nine white black paisley do rag, <laughs> and I came home and I told my mother, she reacted like I expected her to flip out on me. Right? Uh-huh. She reacted and she was sad. And she replies back to me, Jace, do I, can I just not provide for you? And I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> strong wow. mom, that was mm-hmm. strong. Hit and I right felt horrible. And I can tell you. After that, I have not stolen a thing. Wow. Not a thing after that. And that was a like unscripted lesson. Mm-hmm. Right. Just the way that Stealing. she reacted. So I was curious if that's the way you reacted. And it was. That's interesting. Yeah. Like you as a parent have to take like some of the blame for your actions of your kids. Oh, I took a lot of it. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't think he should take the blame as far as him not having the money or, you know, whatever issues he's having right now. I felt some kind of way that she knows that. Like, right. she's nine. Why does she even know that, you know, they have money problems? So, well, that's to his me, fault. that was a different issue that to be addressed of why does she even know that? What's well, his fault? It's his in, uh, in, the, in, in the OG Trudy because they probably talk about it all the time. Yeah, I mean, we do, but I didn't think she was talking about that in front of them. Right, in front of the kids. But you talk about it in front of them. Very rarely do I, do I say anything about us not having enough money. Remember like, when they were here, we went to the movies and... They all went up to the snack counter, and, and Nelson's like, no, unless Nikki D pays for it. No, no he didn't You're didn't so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the own ranger? He didn't do that. You got to ask Aunt Nikki if yeah. you guys want some some chocolate-covered raisins. You guys want snacks? <laughs> you guys want snacks. What? You know we can't afford that popcorn. <laughs> right. Now, nah, he showered them when they were here for sure. They you guys went everywhere. Can, you guys can share a water and some saltines. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So what's the pack? What what happens when a nine year old steals? What did she steal? A toy? Yeah, she stole a toy. What kind of toy? Like a little teddy bear looking toy, I guess. That was a part of some some book. It comes from some story. It was tied into a different book. No. Oh, so what what happens to her now? Jail? Um, Jail? No. She's that. Uh, there were some privileges that are restricted at school, I guess, because there has to be punishment. That's where it happened at. Yeah. Um, she's been grounded at home. You know, she has to understand that she's not allowed to. Talk with her cousin and play video games uh, for the week. We feel a week was enough, mm. you know. Two oh. weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Stealing. Mm. At least six months. Stealing two weeks. Six months. No food. <laughs> well, that's part of the reason why she probably figured out that we don't have any money. Because <laughs> she hasn't eaten. Yeah. She's like, well, you can't afford groceries, so you definitely can't afford this teddy bear. So did she get to keep the teddy bear? Mm, no, yeah. there's no teddy bear. If she were smart, she would have stolen two. Oh, that's good. In case you get caught. That's that's the trick. That's the Why would she have stashed two teddy bears? Because well. if you get caught, they're not thinking you're stealing two of the same thing. You give one back, and at least you get to keep the other one. Yeah, see, she's not that. She is very much mean. So there's no way that either one of us could have come up with that on the fly. Mm. And stealing is not for us. We are not. Thieves? No. We're very bad criminals. Yeah. Just because you're. Awful at it. Oh. And, and, like you would do it if you were good at it. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Because no, he tries to steal the sriracha. Steal. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's one of the reasons what? why I didn't, because we had our boss there with us, and I saw the cameras, and I go, nope. I had to remember back to being Penelope's age at the Star Realm. It was a comic book store, and that's where I got all my comics from, and I tried to steal a figurine that wasn't even, I didn't even play the game the figurine came from. I just wanted the rush stealing i don't know if a, a week without video games is is the good punishment at nine 
Like, I think at nine, at 17, you couldn't do much to me. Right. Right. So, I mean, it was, I learned my lesson. You know, it, it, it hit. I got it. I moved on. Didn't happen again. Mm-hmm. But at nine, you know, you kind of start to go, well, if that's all that happened to me. Right. That's my worry. Still again. Because I talked to one of the teachers yesterday as well, and they said, you know, they didn't want to make it big and loud and obvious, but at the same time, we wanted to make a big deal out of it now when it doesn't matter so that it's not going to happen when it does matter. Right. When she gets older and she's in the mall stealing stuff and actually goes to jail for shopping. And that's what I I explained to her, that I tried stealing two times. Once in the Star Realm, and I got caught, and the next time, police had to take me to my mother. So I impressed upon her that this is not... See, this is a good opportunity to make up a story. Like, you never knew your Uncle Ted. (laughs) (laughs) But back in the day... You know, we used to steal a lot, and then one night we stole the wrong person's car. Oh, no. And uh, he's no longer with us. All right, Pete. You know, he was shot cold blood there in Maine. And, uh, and, and you know, the sad thing about Uncle Ted is, because I remember when we were your age, he used to steal teddy bears. You know? You are so, you are so freaking quick. And so uh, I, I remember I told him, I said, you know, I go, um... T-Dog, that's what I called him, T-Dog. <laughs> so T-Dog, <laughs> one of these days, this is going to come back and bite you. But then he got me. He sucked me in. He just was so convincing. He was so cool, man. Teddy, God. And then it went from the teddy bears at the Scholastic Book Fair, you know, and it actually started with grapes when he was six at the grocery store. And then he started, I mean, he jumped up. It escalated. He started stealing narcotics from people's, you know, oh break it into houses. <laughs> and I'll never forget that night that Ted got gunned down in Maine in fourth. <laughs> right in front of, remember that hot dog stand? Yeah, right in front of the hot dog stand. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you, keep stealing if you want. But if not, you're going to end up like Uncle Teddy. <laughs> but Daddy, I've never seen pictures of Uncle Teddy. Damn right. Right. Damn right. And you never will. <laughs> Can't have you going out like T Dog. But I mean, that, like that's that's good parenting, right? You make up a, a, a far fetched, crazy, <laughs> that's ass excellent parenting story <laughs> to scare the living daylights out of them. And now, you know, this poor girl's going to grow up. She's going to be like thirty. She's going to be married. And her kids going to go through the same thing and be like, "Let me tell you a story about my uncle Ted." <laughs> oh my God. And nobody in the family is going to know who this uncle Ted is. We don't talk about Uncle Ted. Thinking that your daughter turned crazy at thirty. <laughs> Second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what city workers found from the 1800s and who Jada Smith said asked her on a date. All right. Do that. Also, there's Daughtry Stab tickets here at the end of this hour. If you want in on nothing personal, stick around and uh, get your second round of headlines here next. Stand by for news. News, news, news. It's time for today's top two. My wife just texted me, wanted me to remind everyone that I I don't steal except for the plastic forks from Nugget the other day, which she believes I stole. I did not. No, those, mm. that's not stealing. Those are free. No, 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 no. You stole a whole box of them? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> no, she thinks I did, mm. but I didn't. And for some reason- Allegedly. She, no, she, it, not allegedly. I did not steal did them. Did you pay for them? I did, but she didn't. She didn't see me, and I threw away the receipt. Oh my god! So I got I because I went up. You know they have that little uh, juice bar, mm-hmm. the smoothie bar. So I went up and I got mm-hmm. us two of these. They got these pumpkin parades. Uh, smooth. They're so good. 
And so I got those, and I said, well, can I pay for these here? And he's like, if you have a couple items, you can. I did. So we're walking out, <clears throat> and we're drinking our smoothies, and I've got this box of for- uh, plastic forks and spoons in my hand. She goes, oh, my God, you stole those. I said, no, 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 I paid for them up there. And then she questions me. Oh, she was I like, see what she's saying. Where's the receipt? I said, I threw it away. Or no, actually, I didn't even take a receipt. They go, you want a receipt? I said, no. She goes, I can't believe you stole I'm like, bitch, I told you I didn't steal it. <laughs> and, and, and then she ribbed me all the way to the house. I was this thief. thief. Master thief. Now, in her defense, I would have kept the receipt if I bought something like that and I just had it in my hand because people would think that you stole it. So mm-hmm. I don't care what people think. Mm-hmm. I know my truth. You'd have to go back and prove it I, if they would have stopped you at the door. I know my truth. Go check the register is what I would tell them. I know my truth. Oh, there you go, Nelson. And if if they have a, if they if they can't believe me, then that is not my yeah, problem. Yeah, nobody has to believe you walking out of the store with something in your hand and no receipts. I, I know my truth. Mm-hmm. Please, no one knows your truth. Uh, well, that's their problem, not mine. No, it's your problem. It's their store. No, no it's it's. I, they're gonna have to. I'm on your side, Rachel. They'll have He's to. Stolen. They'll have to prove me wrong. Yes, innocent until proven guilty. Thank now you. Hearing that he has a truth, I think he stole. This it. is my country. I'm sorry. This is my America. rules. America. Yes, America stole it. <laughs> God. All right. Second round of headlines. Big thanks to good guys heating and air five three zero good air five three zero good air. Go ahead. Thiefy thief, a major discovery was found, and it wasn't on Oak Island. H3. What do you guys think? Do you think it's cool? Do you think it's fantastic? Yeah, I think it's very cool. It's interesting that it's something so old that it's been there for a long time, and they didn't know about it. He sounds fun. Uh, crews mm-hmm. working on a road construction project in St. Augustine, Florida. They're drilling down. They're trying to make some repairs or lay pipes or something like that they were doing. And the guy said as they kept going down, they realized that they hit wood. Well, they opened the space up bigger and realized that they found this old boat. Now, they're not sure what century it's from. It's saying the 19th century in some reports. In other reports, it's saying it might go back to the 18th century. They're not really sure. But they found some artifacts on the boat, which makes them think people were, like, sailing on it. It was their personal boat. They found a boot and uh, some rusty bits of iron and ceramic containers. So it looks cool in the video. So not like an old Spanish boat or it wasn't like a war boat? Because St. Augustine's got a lot of history. I mean, right there, they've got a fort where they would, you know, protect the waterway. And it's a lot really cool. The Fountain of Youth, quote-unquote, is at St. Augustine. St. Augustine, Florida is one of the coolest cities to visit. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of history, not only on land, but also in the water right out there because of the travel that used to come back and forth back in the day. So are you saying that was like from those days, or is that just from somebody that had a boat and it sank and they found their boots? They think that it's a family boat, but it's so old, like it's wooden. So it's not like a family that has a sailboat something now. It is a old boat. They don't have enough of it out yet to really put together all the details. This is just what they're thinking. Found a boot. A boot. A boot. A boot. One leather boot. One leather boot. Dates back to 1984. (laughs) (laughs) Oak Island has moved to St. Augustine, Florida. Yeah, they actually found something. (laughs) All right, second story. Jada Pinkett dropped a bombshell about Chris Rock, H4. Everybody knows, yes, it happened. I got smacked like a year ago last week. I got smacked at the Oscars by this mother. <laughs> <laughs> I like 
this room. So Jada Pinkett has this new memoir that's coming out called Worthy. So she sat down and done an interview where she dropped a couple of bombshells that people uh, yeah. have been buzzing about for the last couple of days. The first one she dropped was the fact that her and Will Smith have been living separately, separate lives, and separate houses since 2016. So why does he slap Chris Rock? She said she doesn't know. She thought it was a skit just like everybody else. She said at one point when her and Will were separated and the divorce rumors were kind of swirling, she said Chris Rock called her up on the phone and asked her out on a date. And she said she asked him, like, why are you asking me out on a date? And he's like, well, aren't you and Will divorcing? And she said she told him no. No. What? Does anybody care? Like, I mean, <laughs> I care about how what that woman... I don't- See, I people, feel like what that woman did to Will Smith. I feel like she really broke upset. him. Yeah, people are really upset about the things that she said, how she's been behaving, and they feel like she is Will Smith's downfall. Oh, well, Pinkett. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, he made the decision himself, but you do stupid things when you're in love with a woman. I don't know. I just can't get behind the, the, the story of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. She, he's always loved her more than she's ever loved him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about That's that. I'm just talking is. about them. Like, I don't think this is a mismatch. I, no, I just don't think they're that interesting enough to care about. Oh, oh see, Will Smith is to me. Will I think, Smith mm. is a big deal, and people love Jada, her acting, and yeah, people love her. She's been acting. I can take or leave Jada Pinkett, but Will Smith is a huge deal. I what? used to really love Jada. She has tarnished my image of her, though. What what did she act in? She was low down dirty shame. She was in low down dirty shame. She was oh. in set it off. She was in girls trip recently. That was a, a big hit. Okay, she's I didn't been know in about a lot one. of stuff. Only thing I ever seen her in was low down dirty shame. With did you Dave even watch Lines. girls trip? That's how Tiffany Haddish got put on the map. So uh, I don't think I did see girls trip. Uh-oh. So not Oscar nominated performances. Mm-mm. She ain't Halle. She's not who? She ain't Halle Berry. No, oh, she's not Halle Berry. Okay, so they're not she big. She shaped mo- like she shaped like Halle Berry. She did she movies, did. just not big movies. Yeah, I mean, Shane was a good movie, but it was it wasn't a blockbuster. Right, gotcha. That's what that's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody cares. I don't think she's that interesting. I just care about how she, what she did to my guy Will well, Smith. Well, her Red Table Talk was the number one talk show. Now that is has, is what well, put her on the map. Cares. Yeah, right. Well, it's the number one talk show for what? Like, period. Like she was doing numbers <laughs> over everybody who had a talk show at that time, and she was only talk doing show on hers. TV. She was only doing her Red Table Talk on Facebook. On so, so the views she was getting mm-hmm. was. So she's to- the number one talk show on Facebook, not the number one talk show forever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, but I'm just saying what she was able to do on that platform, she superseded people that were on TV. She's that big of a deal on Facebook. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Still trying to figure it out. Very confused. Uh, Daughtry Scott Stapp, they're coming in town January 19th, starting out the year at the venue, Thunder Valley. You got a pair of tickets. If you are interested, we'll do a round of nothing personal. We have a super secret special website that we go to, uh, and Nelson grabs the best of the best. People trying to find that person once again, maybe even some aftershock missed opportunities. Who knows? Uh, so I need a couple players. Your options will be man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Nikki D will help you out along the way. Uh, start lining up. First come, first serve. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Do need some players. Daughtry staff tickets up for grabs. Nothing personal here next. Hang on. Hey, girl or dude, won't you come and get you some of this? The BS knows all about missed connections. Hey, how you doing? But can you guess the sexist? It's time to play Nothing Personal. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Buying the glasses, Kyle. We've got Daltrey Stapp tickets for 
January 19th, so going into 2024, they both will be here same time, same night, same stage. Uh, at the venue, Thunder Valley, courtesy of Thunder Valley. Those are the tickets up for grabs. It's pronounced Ilona. 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 Ilona and Roseville. Ilona. Like it. I think you've called before, and I screwed it up then, too. Uh, Brittany <laughs> in Sacramento, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. All right. So, ladies, here's how the game plays. Uh, I'm going to read you a real story, a misconnection uh, that we have found on the old interweb. Then after I'm done, the clues in the story, Nikki D will help you out. You've got to tell me if that's a man for a woman, a man for a man, a woman for a man, or a woman for a woman. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, your competition gets the steal. Whoever has the most points at the end of the segment will win the tickets for Daltrey and Stapp. Ladies, do we understand? Yeah. Yep. Excellent. All right. Rock and roll. Nikki, do you understand? I'm ready to go. All right. Every, uh, Nelson, do you understand? I'm confused, but I'll make it work. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Ilona, here we go. First one's for okay. you. Placerville. Pool games. We played pool at a bar in Placerville. You won and beat me pretty good. I'm hungry for a rematch and also a taste of you. You didn't take it easy on me, and I was kind of into that. I'm not one just to roll over after defeat. I do need to redeem myself. Either way, dinner is on me, and maybe you'll end up on me too. (laughs) Come show me your best shot. That's all you get. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. About 30 seconds, you guys, ladies. Okay. This one's a little bit tough. They're playing pool, which automatically puts me in a mind frame of men. Not that women don't play. But then um, he said, you beat me and didn't take it easy on me. That made me think it might have been a woman. So I'm getting either this is a woman talking to a man or this is man for man. I think it's a woman talking for a man. Woman for man. Woman for man. Woman for man. Locking that in. W4M. That is. That's incorrect. Mm. All right, Brittany for the steal. Uh, man for a man. Ooh. Yeah, that was that was my next thought. Man for man for sure. Couple fellas shooting the pool. Gonna end up on me. So yeah, maybe man for man. All right. Dude on dude. That's incorrect. What? Ilona, back to you. 50-50 shot. If you don't get it, Uh-oh. no points. All right, we're back to the drawing board. Woman for man off the board, man for man off the board. Uh, I just don't see this being a man for a woman. So I would say woman for woman if, if I had to take my last guess. Okay, I'll go with that. Woman for woman. This might be the first time no points given if that's true, if mm-hmm. this is incorrect. Oh, my goodness. Which it is. It is? Oh! This was a man for man woman? Man for woman. Man for woman. What in the, a woman let him beat her at pool? A woman. No, a man was beaten by a woman at pool. Yeah, that's what she said. But oh. she's saying a woman let him. But the him. way he said is, you let me beat you. Okay, you look confused. It's fine. Man for a woman. Got by it. the way, you can't look confused on the radio. <laughs> yeah. you got to say it at some point in time. You look confused. But We're okay. waiting for you to said, speak. The man said to the woman, you beat me. No, he said you let me beat you. 
No. Is so that she, how you read it? No. Because no. so you won and beat me That's pretty I got, good. I, like, I know oh, okay. what he read, and you got That's me confused. That's how I wrote it. Nikki's well, making up words and put it in the story. She got in my <laughs> nugget, man. All right, Brittany, the board is yours. Let's see if we can get one right here. You, okay. You with the Yorkie, Sacramento. You were walking our dogs, and it seemed like every time I turned the corner, there you were. Were you stalking me? Wink emoji. I'd rather tangle something other than these leashes. You were short and had the cutest Yorkie I've ever seen. You had my blood pumping and gave me that tingle, panting emoji. I'm done with the park. I'm ready to explore a garden. Got any suggestions? Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. All right, Brittany. I think this is hands down woman for woman. They're out walking Yorkies. She said she wanted to be tangled. She's tingling, and she wants to explore gardens with bushes. So I'm going to say woman for woman. <laughs> Did I say bushes? No, I, I said bushes. Oh, okay. <laughs> she add words to it. I mean, maybe it's a well-trained <laughs> garden. All right, so what, what are we going with? I say woman I for woman. Brittany? Brittany? I'm going to say woman for woman. Woman for woman. Agreeing with Nikki D. Lady for lady. That's right. Let's go. Let's be honest. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) We got Mojo back here. All right. There we go. Brittany on the board. Ilona, it's up to you next. Home Depot, Arden. This leak in my house has gotten out of control. It looked like you had the right tool for the job. You're trying to focus on your task at hand, but I have a feeling that my outfit had you distracted based on the way you were undressing me with your eyes. If you're as good with pipe as you claim, there may be more leaks that I need you to tend to. Squirt, squirt. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, it sounds like a, a, a woman needing a man. Exactly. There's a leak, and he has pipes and tools and things that she needs him to fix. So I would say woman for man for sure. Woman for man. Definitely, yes. Woman for man. All right. Ilona going with woman for man, locking that in. Yeah. Right. That's right. Woohoo! Let's go. That's correct. All right. Back on track. Still got time. 7-Eleven on Sunrise, Brittany. Sacramento. This is a long shot, but at 7-Eleven yesterday, you held the door for me. But there was another something else that could be used with those hands of yours. It's been too long since I've had any attention paid to my needs. And I think your face said the same thing. You had the kind of dangerous curves only someone like me could navigate. Put me in the driver's seat, and I won't steer us in the wrong direction. Car noise. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. Uh, All right. Brittany. This one is a little tricky here, Brittany, but they're at 7-Eleven. Somebody held the door. He has these needs that hasn't been met. It was giving me man-for-man vibes, but then he said there was dangerous curves. So unless this was a curvy man, Mm. it could be a man for a woman. So which one do you think, man-for-man or man-for-woman? 
I'm going to I'm going to say this might be a man for man. Okay, man for man. That's one of my options, though. Dude on dude, locking that in, Brittany. Yes. That's incorrect. Oh. That is wrong. For the steal. Back to Ilona. I, I think it's man for woman. Yeah, that's that was my other option I have here, man for woman. Man. One or the other. Those curves is what threw me off, so I think it's man for woman. Man for woman. Locking that in. Ilona? Yep. You locking that locking in? in? That's right. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> okay, and the board is yours because of time. Ilona, you get this right, you'll win. If not, Brittany has the chance to tie, and then I don't know what the hell's going to happen. So here we go. <laughs> Lunchtime look, downtown sack. Crossing the street, walking to lunch with my coworker, I caught you staring. In that one moment, I saw all the fun we could have. I'd love to trace every muscle on that tan fit frame of yours i just know i could leave you begging for more i had to catch my breath before i went back to work all i wanted was you to come punch my time clock (laughs) 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 all right man for woman man for man woman for man woman for woman what do you got um muscles tight Fit, all of those things gave me man vibes, and I feel it's another man that was walking to lunch, taking all this in, wanting you to all punch it. his time clock. So I'm going to say man for man. Mm. Yeah, man for man. Lock it in. Oh, look at I love this. Locking it, lock in. it in. For the win. Poor Brittany. If it's right, and it is. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> Brittany, we love you. <laughs> Try hey, to, hey, look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tomorrow, we'll only have one but two sets of these tickets to give away. So we'll do one with Game of Tones, and we'll also do one with... Um, you don't know Daughtry. You don't know Daughtry. Yeah, I had him record some stuff. So that'll be fun. So, Brittany, you can try back tomorrow, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Oh, that's sweet. Have a great Aww. day, Brittany. Thank you. Ilona, congrats. You got tickets mm-hmm. for Daughtry and Stapp, January 19th, yeah. venue, Thunder Valley. If you got a loved one, put them in their stocking, say you got them a Christmas price, and that's no money out of your pocket, all right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, have a Thank good day. You. Yeah. You're welcome. Hang on. Don't go anywhere. So sweet. Everybody's so sweet. Everybody's and they're so, so nice. nice. They're like, congratulations and good job. And- there is a, uh, a city here in California that has a problem, and there is literally, legally, nothing they can do about it. <laughs> now, some of you might think it's a good problem. Hmm. Most of you probably that live there think it's a bad problem. Tell you what that problem is and where it's at here next. Hang on. National City, California. That is... By San Diego. Yeah, south of San Diego. So they got a problem. Well, at least the people that live there. We don't have a problem because we don't live there. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if you did live there, if you'd have the same problem uh, with this. But... Because of certain laws, like Nikki was talking about in the headlines, there are certain, you know, Newsom's putting all these different things through. I mean, that's what they do. They're politicians, right? But because of certain laws, and one in particular that has changed laws previously, uh, it allows the prostitutes in National City to pretty much go out in the street, like literally in the middle of the street, <laughs> like wearing nothing, mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. do, and do their thing. 
So even though prostitution's illegal, you, they can go out there and still loiter, pretty much. I mean, that's yes. what the bill says. So the the story runs like this: the, these women, you know, they just have they have like g strings on, mm-hmm. and they're bending over and they're doing their thing, and you know, and you know, all the power to you, right? But there's a time and place. Like there's nothing like if you're gonna do something like that. And yes, granted, is illegal. There's usually like a street. Mm-hmm. You know, like every city has got a street. Right. And then depending on the economic level of said city, you usually have top of the line girls or discount girls. You know, like the C-level prostitute. Have you ever seen a C-level prostitute? Yes. I have. They used to be next to the church I would visit sometime back in the land. Right. They're, they're like the equivalent of buying not a polo, but a chaps on a clearance rack at TJ Maxx. Right. They're going to have some bruises on them, some missing teeth. Yeah, they might a, look a little dirty. That's all they have where I'm from. We oh, don't have any. Yeah, girls? we don't have any A-level. C-level oh. is A-level. Okay. So uh, this is becoming a thing there in National City, and, and, and the prostitution issues have just spiraled out of control after the implement, uh, implementation of a controversial state law that the city's mayor, uh, and they did this interview with Fox News Digital, so they're waving, he says they're waving to people on the freeway, or just to be honest with you, they're bending over for the freeway. Mm. I don't know how else to put it. They're showing their wares. <laughs> Who's <laughs> this guy? Uh, National City Mayor Ron Morrison. Uh, Governor Newsom signed Senate Bill 357 in July of 2022, which repealed a previous law that banned loitering with the intent to engage in prostitution. Why? I'm I'm sure the man had a good reason. I don't know what it would be. He said the reason why he signed that bill was because people were being harassed because of their gender or their race. So he signed the bill to stop cops from harassing people just because of that. So it's the loitering... It wasn't necessarily like the loitering encompassed the prostitution, but the loitering was being taken too far. Right. And they said that the police were targeting transgender, I guess, people that they were arresting oh. in large numbers. Well, you, loitering in most places is illegal anyway. Right. I thought so. Yeah. I mean, that's why like, I can't stand when people loiter around I the neighborhood. I don't know that loitering is illegal in most places. It just depends on what you're doing. Like, in, I think in most places you can kind of stand on a corner or stand on the street if you want to stand there. Yeah, but in a in a private like in the, in this story, there the, the, these girls are out in front of schools and they're out in front right. of mom pa shops, and so that's that's where the that's where the 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 the, the gray area comes into play. Yeah, like a local mm-hmm. school said, it covered its windows because yeah. there were <laughs> prostitutes hanging that's out. That's horrible. Prostitutes gather in a downtown area that faces a freeway that are most often seen early in the morning around 3 p.m. The uh, national city mayor added that another new California law that legalized jaywalking has compounded the issues as some women stand in traffic to attract a John. Uh, I don't know what the law is. I, I know when I went to go take my driver's test, it was like I was totally off. That's why uh-huh. I failed it. Because I'm sitting there, it's like, so a uh, person's not in the crosswalk, but walks in front of your car. What do you do? And I'm like, speed up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. It's like in California, it doesn't matter where anybody is. If you touch them with your car, you are at fault. Absolutely. I'm like, fault. well, then why do you put the stupid lines in the middle of the road? If the dumbasses can't go on the lines, you wait, you you take your fat ass, you walk to the corner of the mm-hmm. street, you wait for the little light to go. I mean, we all have jobs and responsibilities. Get a few extra steps into, uh, you, you know, into you. 
Go wait and walk. I ain't waiting at that light, though. If there's no cars coming or there's enough room, I'm, I'm going. I'm going across okay. the street. And you know what? That's fine. That's your uh-huh. prerogative. But if you get hit, that is not the driver's fault. Sh- okay. I'll, my I'll agree to that. I it will agree to that. It shouldn't be, but in California, those pedestrians have the right way. That guy mm-hmm. I saw get hit by a car when we used to stay in that Airbnb, they charged the woman who hit him. And I watched this man drive out into Most traffic. Most pedestrians in most places have the right of way regardless of legality. That's I don't. Right. Uh, yeah, that's no. Right. I didn't say it wasn't right. I'm just telling you it's legal. <laughs> no, no, no. She's saying it's not. That's not what the case is in other places because, right? Is that what you're saying? No. Yeah, no. Because you can't like in other states, pedestrians don't have that much right, right away. If you are in the wrong, you go in front of a car. They're not going to charge. Are the you driver. sure about that? You I'm might want to look that up because I'm from one of the most legally strict states, and even there, jaywalking illegal. But once you are a pedestrian, you have the right of way over over cars. So if you're a prostitute. Right. Don't. Why would you want to do it where you're doing it at? You know, that's not like know the room, right? Know your surroundings. Like if you're because people that pick up prostitutes aren't going to do it out in public in the open. They're going to well, want right. to go to the seedy part of town in the broad daylight. Yeah, not and yeah. So nobody's picking up a prostitute in broad daylight. I mean, but I appreciate the 24 these, hour menu, but it's like a lot of these women um, don't have choices of where they go. They oh. have pimps they some of these women are trafficked they go where they're put they don't have a choice i don't think most of them would choose to stand out in broad daylight to try to pick up peep men well also like isn't it like dressing like that okay yeah i understand that you're like advertising that you're a prostitute but isn't it as nikki d would say it's a catch 2020 because aren't you just really? showing that you're a, a <laughs> prostitute wouldn't i mean like it's yeah john's look at me but isn't it also hey cops Wait for me to walk up to someone's car because I'm about to have a prostitution transaction. But because of this bill being signed, cops aren't touching this with 10-foot poles. So they're not harassing them. They're not even bothering them. And that's why people are upset because they want them off the street. But But I mean, the moment he goes to the car, though. Because here's the other thing uh is that it's, it's, you know, we live in a very don't judge me type of area, right? Mm -hmm. So these girls and the pimps are taking advantage of that. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, just because I'm dressed like this doesn't mean that you can tag me as a prostitute. Absolutely. You know, even though in the real world, perception usually is reality. So, and there's nothing wrong with profiling and stereotyping if it might save your life one day. Uh, you know, so if that's, the, they're taking, that's what the mayor's saying, they're taking advantage of Full the law. advantage. Of the, of the law. They're saying that nobody can say anything to us. So, I mean, unless you spend your time, which I'm assuming they probably are not, Doing a sting operation. I mean, maybe every once in a while, on a daily basis, they're not gonna they're not gonna catch anybody. It's not worth the manpower, probably. Hey, look, I'm not trying to beat up on the prostitutes. You got to do what you got to do to put food on the table and wh- whatever it is. Well, That's well, not the I'll... conversation. But you know, if I had a kid in that school or if I had a business, I would be furious. Yeah. Especially if nobody can do anything about it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like my where my mother lives in Florida. I mean, she lives like where the men are men and the sheep are scared. A little small backwoods. Uh, Florida Cracker Town, you know, Florida Cracker is a term of the people that have lived there for a very long period of time. It's not racist or anything like that. So anyway, uh, and it's kind of backwoods, right, for the most part, very small. Mm-hmm. And I remember that there was this there was this prostitute that used to walk up and down the street adjacent to her house, her old house at one time. And uh, and, and I would drive by her all the time and if, and I'd look at her and I'm like, how did, how did, did she just walk? I mean, literally, she just walked up and down a street. Like, there was no 
booming business. There was no nightclub. You never saw a man stop and pick her up? I never saw a man stop and pick her up. (laughs) It was was like she was the Energizer bunny, you know, just going, bouncing off the walls. And And I just wondered, I wanted to one day just stop and ask her, like, how much business do you get? And don't you think you should, you know, if you're not getting the business that you want, maybe relocate. And she would have asked you, did you want to give her 50 bucks? That's what she would have yeah, had. You, doing no, you know what I was afraid of? I was afraid of somebody watching and going, all right, we got one. Nailed you saw it. you trying to pick her up. Submarine 3, gunshot on one. We got a guy. Who's gonna go. and that was, that's what I was afraid of. But, but I I was honestly curious. I'm going, you know, I, every time I see you and come up and visit my mom, I never see, I just see you walking. Like, I don't even see cars stop. I don't even see cars. Yeah, what kind of market research are you doing here? Right. Yeah, exactly. That same thing here is that's what I'm saying. Like, know the room. If you're going to do that for a living, know the room. Go someplace that you're going to get business because nobody that's picking up a girl is going to stop at a busy intersection or where there's businesses or where you're going to get noticed. I mean, nobody screams out loud, hey, I'm going to get a prostitute tonight. They're trying to be inconspicuous and high. Right. Yeah. It's on the hush hush. So I don't think these if anything, the mayor should go to him and go like this is a horrible business plan. They should be arrested for that. Yeah, just poor business planning. <laughs> Look, I understand you, you think it's cool that you get to buck the system with the law, uh-huh. but this is not working out for you. You can no. make so much money like five blocks up the street. <laughs> so we're going to fine you for being stupid. Yeah. And then we're going to get you all Ubers. Well, yeah, I mean, line they you up and just ship, ship you up on the street. They didn't c- get Capone for killing people. They got him on tax evasion. Tax evasion, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, uh, third round of headlines, and then we will talk with Shannon Gendrock, Jen, uh, who is, if you haven't heard, uh, this is the mother of the missing boy post-aftershock going home, has not shown up to the house. Cell phone, nothing. Zero. This mother is in panic mode, and we're going to do our best to try to help her out. And if you went to aftershock, I expect you to pay attention here in about 25 minutes when we have Shannon on because you could play a big, big part of this uh, as far as finding her son and the guy that was with her son. Uh, So that whole story here in about 25 minutes. All right, what do you got for headlines? I want to tell you what fake videos have people outraged in the sentence a judge wants to give Carly Russell. Yeah, that's the faker, right? Yeah. The phony baloney in Alabama. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, those two big stories from today get learned here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. All right, here we go. Third round of headlines. Big thanks to good guys. Heating and air. 530. Good air. All right, go ahead. Don't be too quick to believe everything you see. H5. There might be some random websites or random accounts that are doing it just to generate traffic so that they can generate more ad revenue. Other people might be doing it for propaganda purposes. Uh, Some people might be doing it just for sport, just to see if they can fool people. Now, there's been several misleading things that's been going on with this Israel-Hamas as the war intensifies. People are posting videos up that are false, that are not um, things that are actually happening over there. And now there's a a link that's going around on WhatsApp. And if you open this link or click on it, it's called, I'm going to say this wrong, I know, Seismic Waves card. And if you open that file up, it's going to put a virus on your phone that you're not going to be able to stop. It's going to take 10 seconds for it to upload, and it's going to be all over it after that. Well, Nelson thinks he's got something on his phone. Maybe, did you go see any of these videos? You got WhatsApp? No, I don't have, I have WhatsApp, but I haven't done anything on WhatsApp. I just got an alert that how was my trip to Louisville, Kentucky the other day, but then it also loaded up pictures from Aftershock. 
Oh. So, like, my Google Maps sent me a, what did you think of your trip? Well, this is a great opportunity for hackers because everybody is glued to these videos. <laughs> and, again, I don't know why other than the fact that it's just going to make you angry, disgusted, mm-hmm. uh, because there's nothing good coming from any of these videos but that's just how people tick, right? You want you you just you you they want to see they you want to see them, and I guess you justify because you want to know what's going on in the world, and for whatever you believe, it might uh, justify your point, or I, I don't know, I, I I don't know. But the bad guys use this. You know, it's we we like to think we're the the smartest guy in the room, but we're not. I mean, a lot of this is being funded, by the way, from crypto money that has been hacked. You know, from somewhere. Yep. And that's just uh, not just here, but that's just anywhere. Everywhere. There, it's just it's money that, you know, you, you, not just the Nigerian print stuff, but crypto stuff that just gets hacked. And that's where they get funded from. Uh, so you just got to be careful. I mean, I mean, rule. usually the rule of thumb is if it's a if it's a link. Don't, don't click on don't it. Click it. Don't open it. If it's something sketchy, like I, I get these things all the time telling me I have a package at the post office. I don't have a package right. at the post mm-hmm. office. And, 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 and somehow, <laughs> actually, I have two packages coming and I got one of those yesterday oh. saying that your package is being held up. Did you click on it? Hell no. Oh, okay. Because you look at where it's coming from. And it's like mm-hmm. JXQR532 at yes. right, whatever. I'm like, no, that's not. I took my Odyssey training. Well, you did. Yeah, well, I look at you. I can spot a hacker <laughs> a mile away. Mile away. Damn right. Thank you, Odyssey, for the forty-five minute lesson. <laughs> I got one due now. <laughs> All right, second story. Carly Russell committed a crime, and she doesn't want to do the time. H six. Carly Russell's attorney says he is totally against jail time. While she admits to the hoax, she pleaded not guilty before the judge's ruling, so the case can be appealed to circuit court. And her um, uh, saying that she's not guilty means nothing. A judge has found her guilty, and this is the case. Uh, if you didn't hear about it a couple months back, she did the hoax where she said she stopped to help a toddler on the interstate, and then she was kidnapped. It was all a lie. She used people's time, energy, money, manpower from the police, and so she was found guilty, and the judge wants her to serve a year behind bars, and I think she should. Uh, at least a year. Uh, yes, she should. At least the, this is the girl in Alabama that was what on the street and she wandered into the wood or she said she stopped on the side of the road because she said she saw a two-year-old toddler walking down the interstate right and then guys from the woods or something right and then they came and grabbed her and took her into the woods and kidnapped her but they still haven't told us what 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 the real story is they're never going to tell us the real story because they're trying to say she it was some mental health issue that she had and this is why she did it I'm telling you, I did a lot of research when this was happening. She was mad at her boyfriend because he cheated on her with a stripper, and she wanted to get his attention. So she thought if she faked this kidnapping story, it would make him be like, oh, my God, I love and miss you, which he did. He went all on news and did all that stuff. She did all this to get her her ex's attention. Yeah, the person that's most pissed off is her ex-boyfriend. Right. Oh, yeah. Because he... Went to bat for her. Oh, he did, and now he looks like a dummy. Yeah, well, you know, kind of give him a little bit of a break. He's just I trying give to, him no breaks. Trying to give him a, just trying to do the right thing, no you know. Breaks. Like I got your back, I give girl. Him no breaks. I got your back. They were already broke up. He ran to the news to try to be relevant, knowing they weren't even together. Uh, no mercy over there. No, no. I don't like it. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aftershock was a blast this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, this story is coming out of it. No fault to Aftershock, of course. Uh, Shannon Gendrock is her name. She's the mother of this young man that went to the festival and didn't come home. 
Now, we're at Thursday, right? Festival was over Sunday. And the last time she heard from him was Saturday. Right. So, with that being said, we're going to do our part and have Shannon on here in a few minutes if all goes well. Here's what I'm going to ask of those of you that did go to Aftershock. Please continue to listen. Listen to the conversation. And any and all pictures that you took, go through them. Find the picture of her son. We have it posted on our social media. Listen to the BS and see if you can spot him because that can only help. Mm-hmm. That can only help things. All right, we'll have a conversation with Shannon here in a minute. Hang on. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. There's Kyle on the other side of the glass. And uh, this story is quickly taking uh, a turn. So we were going to have Shannon Gendrock on uh, to try to find her missing son who was at Aftershock this weekend. And I'd seen on the Aftershock Facebook uh, group that she was pleading for details to find her son, Jacob. And as a parent, I could only imagine uh, what that's like going through. But now we have a change in conversation. Shannon, good morning. Hi, good morning. So we have good news to share, correct? Yes. Yes. Really. So they both are safe. I heard from Jacob just not even 20 minutes ago. Um, He called me and told me that both him and Anthony are are okay, safe, and going to be headed home today. Okay, that's good. Now, the question will be today, you know, in those Facebook groups and with us, and with everybody else is four days after going missing, what happened? Why did he not contact you? Where did he go? Where was he? I know. That's all my questions I asked him. So apparently he both their phones were stolen at the festival as well as Jacob's truck keys. Um, so they, for several days, had no way to get a hold of us. We're not, didn't have any transportation. He called me from somebody's phone like I don't somebody's phone that he's met there that let him um, use his phone and get a hold of me um, so they've just been trying to work on getting home he had to wait till he got paid and hire a locksmith to make new truck keys for him uh, and yeah so now that's done and they're okay. heading home how old your son He's 24. Okay, 24. So he, for the last four days, because you guys live in uh, Southern California, yes? Yes. Okay. So for the last four days, he's been stuck in Sacramento. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, apparently he's been stuck in Sacramento. All right. Now, as a parent, do you believe this so far? Um, I I believe it. I'm going to believe it. I am just glad he's okay. Sure, yeah. I think he probably didn't even realize again that he was considered missing. Like he just, yeah, I think he's just now finding out that, oh, people are looking for me. So I think as a young 24 year old, he was just like, well, I'm here. I've lost my phone, but not thinking to Mm. maybe I should call my family and let them know my phone's stolen and you won't be able to get a hold of me. So is that unusual for him not to check in uh, often? Um, yeah, but this is his first, like, trip outside of, like, the area. Like, besides family vacations, this is kind of his first, like, solo, you know, with a friend trip away for multiple days. So, Mm. Does he still live at home? 
Yeah, he lives at home still with me. Did you give him instructions when he left and said, you know, check with me often, check in with me, you know, did you check up on him? Was that a conversation that you had with your son? Um, Yeah, before he left, I told him to keep me updated, send me videos of the concert, you know, call me. And I had been vacation with him pretty much every day after Saturday, you know, when I had reported the Saturday afternoon was the last time, which seems like that's probably when his phone was stolen and yeah i I don't i don't know like shannon as a parent like you know first you want to be you're relieved that your child Mm -hmm. is okay and then now i'm pissed kind of settles in (laughs) you know i've got an eight look i've got an 18 year old daughter and even i had a 22 year old son and my 22 year old son flew over here from orlando to go to aftershock and there were some days that i was not at aftershock but i know that both me and his mother we're like, even with no signal out there, it was find a spot. I don't care how you got to find a spot, but you check up and check in with us all the time. So, like, that's, uh, I'm guessing that's going to set in with you sooner than later. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. So I'm like, yeah, I am so happy he's okay. But when he gets home, we're going to have that long conversation about, checking in letting people know he's okay even though you know he's like i'm an adult and all that there's still so many people who care about him love him that you need to let them know that you're okay especially when things like this happen when you're gone if you've lost your phone so yeah absolutely yeah i am like and and and, you know in in the last three or four days you and the rest of the family have been a total wreck right because yep we have everybody's been so worried, you know, and then even wake this morning, like early this morning, thinking like I still haven't heard from him, from him. My mind's starting to go to that like really dark, worst yeah. case scenario place. Absolutely. I was like, okay, if he's not back home today, I am heading up, you know, doing my own road trip up, up to Sacramento to try to stop along the way myself. So to hear from him just shortly after, you know, really starting to think that I was going to have to, you know, now try, make the trip up there to try to do some looking. Yeah. Well, what about the guy that he was with, this Anthony uh, Acosta? Did you know Anthony? Are they they, they long term friends? Um, I don't know Anthony. I think, you know, like a lot of adults, our parents don't know all, all of their friends, but I do know they were coworkers. Like they've known each other a couple of years. They work together at Lowe's, um, at, you know, on their job there and have been friends since then. I've never met him, but yeah. from, from what I hear from like Jacob's older brothers that, you know, know him, he's a he's a good guy. And and he got his phone stolen as well. Yeah, a lot of people out at Aftershock I saw in the group were posting that their phones were stolen. And then I found out today one of our coworkers, I know we were out there all four days, her phone was stolen. So it happened to yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of people out there. So Absolutely. Is it, is it like a is that a, is that a, a thing, I guess? you know? The, they said it was pickpocketers who oh, yeah. were stealing phones and keys. and Because um, they can make big drugs. money selling the phones, yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people were posting, like they were tracking where they saw their phones were in different <laughs> states. Saw they saw their their phones were in. I'm like, God. Yeah. Hey, I'm just curious, Shannon. Uh, and uh, when you went to the police, is it, you know, did you have to wait the 24 hours? Isn't that the rule? And then when you go 48. there, is it 48 hours? And then when you went there, what was the process like to report your kid missing? Um, actually, I think since my last contact with him had been on the Saturday, and I, um, 
had, you know, called. So I was trying to give the benefit of the doubt, being adults, you know, that, okay, maybe they took a little extra days. I was expecting them Monday, but maybe they took an extra day. So when I called yesterday morning after they really, like, still hadn't shown up and um, the phones now were, like, completely, they wouldn't even go to voicemail, like, if they were powered off completely. Mm-hmm. And so since I think there had been no contact with anybody from Jacob for since Saturday, I didn't have to wait to make a report. I actually, it was like, they were very helpful. I'm really appreciative of Sacramento police department. Um, the process for reporting it, you know, they took my report right away. They were in contact with me right away. Um, you know, they made up those missing person bulletins really quickly and posted to their social media. Uh, I think that all helped because now, you know, Jacob, by the time today he borrowed somebody's phone, I think people recognize somebody recognized him was like, Hey, you were on the news last night. You're on social media. You're missing. God, I, I I gotta tell you, I would be furious. I like, like it drives me nuts when my daughter lets her phone die without charging it. She'll Mm -hmm. fall asleep on FaceTime with her friends and then it's there's no juice in it. You know, like when we went to Aftershock, I'm like, all right, everybody's got their chargers, you know, extra chargers, <laughs> your mobile chargers. You, know, you know, I've got the I've got the Aftershock survival pack. So you are really going to have to have a life conversation with old Jacob when he gets home, Shannon. So this doesn't yes, happen again. That is, yes, that is absolutely going to happen. When he gets and, home. And, and and here's the other thing: you might want to stay off of the Facebook because there's going to be two arguments with everybody in that group. There's going to be one that is going to be saying, this kid has got no manners, doesn't respect mom, Mm -hmm. right? And then you're going to have the other one that says, mom, you should be really pissed off at this, more pissed off. You know, like it's, that's going to be the conversation. You know that, right? Mm Because you got them all riled up. I mean, you've got thousands of people in this Facebook group that are worried sick about your kid. And Mm -hmm. he doesn't reach out. So, you know, if you want, I guess you'd have to do some Internet damage control, possibly, to save face. Uh, Well, I guess, um, yeah, I'm appreciative. I know, yeah, it's like one of those things. I hope most people are just mad or not, but just glad they're safe and it wasn't the other outcome. So I just really appreciate. I will take the you know whatever yeah. hate comes my way i appreciate the fact that everyone shared that it got out there that people were you know concerned and wanting to help i got a lot of messages so i really appreciate the community like the aftershock group all the facebook community because they everyone was just so supportive and you know wanting to help and i got so many messages of support and offers of help and yeah. tips that the police, you know, lots of tips that the police checked and, you know, not all of them are true, but they checked and I appreciate all that. So I'm just grateful he's okay. And well, that back, I will uh, deal with, and I'm glad not to have had to update, you know, yeah. something the opposite news. So. I want to I talk to Jacob. I, yeah. I, 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 need, <laughs> goes, I, I can't sleep Shannon until we get your kid on this program. Whenever, <laughs> Whenever he gets some juice or gets by a, a, an old school rotary phone or a pay phone, I need to. I want to have a conversation with Jacob because I. <laughs> he I, doesn't feel like you're going to be stern enough. I, I I just no, you know I'm a skeptic, right? So I'm I'm not buying that Jacob uh, just willy nilly for the last four days. He certainly didn't think of mom. Uh, it wasn't think that's just, you know we're Shannon. You and I are going to have to team up and lay the hammer down on old Jacob. I think. <laughs> 
Oh, I think he'll have enough, yeah, between me, his family member, all the other family that are going to, yeah, want to hug him and then, yeah, like. And then lay into him. <laughs> I love you. Absolutely. Ah! Yeah, all right. You're well, not looking to adopt a 41-year-old baby man, are you? Because I could really use a mom that puts up with some nonsense. Yeah, and, he'll che- and, and, and Nelson will check in with you. Like, too much. Too much, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, you'll go to the police and go, can we have him missing? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, all seriousness, Shannon, uh, we're so glad that your son is safe and sound. Uh, it's, I, I, but I am serious. I really do want to know the whole story. Yeah. Because I got a lot of questions, but uh, we're glad yeah, he's safe and sound. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on and, Thank and you, breaking the news with us. All right. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye bye. How would your mom react? My mom would have been pretty pissed with me. So I would have got a lot of cuss words and explicits and stuff before like that. the oh my god i'm so glad you're safe no i probably would have gotten those like right away like anything anytime that i've done something even remotely crazy like i never got the oh, i'm so glad first it's like my dad's laying into me and then later he'll come back because he feels bad and he's like well you know i'm glad you're okay but yep. i had to do what i had to do because yeah, you and then relay the back severity, in you. right yeah I, I ran away i think maybe once or twice i don't ever remember the oh my god i'm so glad you're safe it was always just pissed. What the hell were you thinking? What the hell was going through that brain of yours, Jason? Yes. I wrecked his car once. Me, him, uh, me, my sister, and his girlfriend's smaller kids were all in there. My dad pulls up to the scene. We're all, like, lined up like little ducks beside. He didn't ask not one of us if we were okay, if we were safe. He immediately went to assess the damage to his car and cussed me out, like, on the spot. And, guess- and, and some of you might be going, okay, well, he's 24. He's a grown man. But you're not. If you live under the roof of your parents. Yeah, no, you have to still check in and do all the things. Correct. As long as you have a bill that is being paid by a parent mm-hmm. and a roof that is being paid by your parent mm-hmm. and a toilet that you're using with the water that is being paid by your parent, you have the same rules that apply that when you were 16. Absolutely. You are until, not. Until you can take care of yourself, you're not grown. Yeah, you're not a grown person. I absolutely agree with that 110%. Mm-hmm. So I'm still 16 then? You're taking care of yourself. Kinda. I didn't. The last bill that I had paid for by a, an adult, my dad, ended when I was like 35. Yeah, I so, was still on his phone plan. <laughs> Nelson's been an adult for six years. Uh-huh. Okay, 41. Barely. Yeah, yeah barely been an adult. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we're glad the kid's safe. Nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. You want to get in here? We got uh, about 45 minutes left of the program. Uh, it's the BS. Give us a minute. Hang on. Apple Jeff agrees. Says Bailey, something hanky going on. That's the word he used. Hanky. Ooh, I think not hanky doesn't get used enough. <laughs> something hanky going on with that boy that was missing from aftershock now found. We just had the exclusive with the mother who learned uh, that her son Jacob, thank God, safe and sound. Mm-hmm. Uh that she found out literally like less than twenty minutes before she came on with us. So uh, that's Where were good. they sleeping the last four days? Oh, what I want to know if you don't have keys, you didn't house. have a phone. Dude, I've got so you stay on her because I want to talk to the kids so bad. I've got so many questions for this kid. Like, there's just no way that, especially if this was your first like road trip festival, as his mother explained. And I know, I mean, she sounded like a good person. There's no way that she he left that house. And she said, she told him, she's like, check in with me. 
You know, I know how we were with our son. I know we would, would be with our daughter. And the last time she heard from him was Saturday when their phones were stolen. But him and his friends' bands were scanned in on Sunday. So they went to Aftershock on Sunday as well. And I'm sure that you could go to emergency services. You know, look, Aftershock did a lot of great things. And one thing that I noticed is that they had staff mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Special, and police. And police, especially uh, emergency you yes. know, staff. Somebody's going to let you use their phone. Absolutely. I believe that. Somebody's going to let you use their phone. People are way too friendly out there. Somebody would have walked up to me and said, hey, somebody just pickpocketed me and stole my phone. Can I use your phone to call my mom? I would have absolutely let me use it. just partying. You could have probably yeah, made, a, made a sign that says, dude, my phone's dead. I've got to check in with my mom. John, can I use yours? And Jonathan Davis would have stopped his set probably. in corn and said, no problem, bro. Come on up here. Let's call mom. <laughs> You know, I just I just find that hard to believe, and I'd be furious. And I think she was masking it a little bit. She was just trying to be like. She's relieved right now instead of being furious because she sat for the last few days thinking, like she said, the worst starting to creep oh, yeah. in. My child could be deceased and not here anymore. Right. So she has to get over the fact of just being relieved, knowing her son is not dead, he is still alive. Then the rest of her emotions will come. Yeah, the emotions will kick in. Yes, you as have to soon go as, through, the, through the steps. As soon as he pulls up in that driveway. That's when they kick in. Uh-huh. And the roid rage starts. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All right. Uh, 36 years ago today, 1987. In my opinion, one of the best albums ever to be released. And how you usually judge an album is when you can go through it from start to finish and love every song. Now, if you want to do the, the, the test on hits on an album, this would probably uh, go over as well. There's a lot of hits on this album, Radio Hits. Um, and that would be In Excess and Kick, you know, from 1987. And I remember the first time I saw that Devil Inside video, I was like, oh. Devil Inside, this is new sensation, sorry. Yeah, this is new sensation, but. Give me the one second. Yeah. He's walking through, like, the fair. I mean, this is one of the best albums of all time, right? Yes. Would you agree? Yes. No. In Excess, I feel like never, they were a big band, but never really got their due in terms of like. Well, it didn't help that he died. Well, you're right. <laughs> That's fair. That always that always shortens your lifespan yeah. of a band when the lead singer doesn't make it. But, you but were, did he die early in their career or like later on? He died, well, he definitely. Like midway, right? Like he, he died after, he definitely died after Kick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was early. It, it was before they got their due. They were. It's it's very and oddly enough both Australian, very much like a Heath Ledger, right? Okay. Heath, oh yeah. He if you were to equate Michael Hutchins with somebody, do like a Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was on his way up to become that star. Yes, but didn't quite make it. He was literally five minutes away from that star. Agreed. Yeah, from being like the biggest thing ever. And in excess was that star, maybe three minutes away. Like they were, they were doing big tours, and you know Michael Hutchins was the stereotypical frontman. You know, a good frontman in the rock business, you have to have con- you, well, you you have to have that arrogance. You have to have that feminine side to you. You've got to have the dude side. It, there's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a very unique mixture. That's where the best frontmen come. Yes, and Michael Hutchins had that. He was very Jim Morrison like. Well, because when a when a man looks at him, he sees what he wants to see, and when a woman looks at him, they see what they want to see. One of the best ballads, 
slow songs ever uh, was never tear us apart. I mean, to this day, it's so tough to top this. Is it a soundtrack song? No, nah, I mean, it might be. I mean, oh, I'm sure it's been in soundtracks before. I'm sure a lot of these songs have been in I don't know. Like, this whole album is bangers. I mean... I'm nice, trying to hear it, see if this is a nice, soundtrack song or not. Nice lead up. Don't ask me what you know is true. They're walking to the park. Uh-huh. And, like, all the videos were shot, they were, like, dark. Uh-huh, yes. God, I love Inexos. Oh, such a great song. God, what a great song. Yes. So you had like Guns in the Sky. In a, you know, this is like another one of those. Out- and by the way, <laughs> outside of Devil Inside, mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about radio friendly. All these songs, I didn't realize this until I looked at the track listing. They were three, three-ish minutes or under. Yep. Very punk. In and out. You know, I mean, NXS is considered a new wave band. Right. They're, I mean, I don't I would consider them a rock band, but they're considered a new wave band, I guess. But mm-hmm. They had Guns in the Sky, New Sensation, Devil Inside, Need You Tonight. You know, see right there, New Sensation, Devil Inside, Need You Tonight, mm-hmm. as you referred to them as bangers. Yes. Then you had <laughs> uh, Mediate. Mediate was that um, take off the Bob Dylan, right? The video? Oh, yes. Where they have the, the boards. Uh-huh. Yeah. God, what a great band this was. So they released that one as well. Yeah, like almost everything from this album was released. What was it? Wildlife, maybe? And the title track? I don't remember Kick. Turn up. I always wanted to memorize this song. Too many words. <laughs> Way too many words. I don't even think there's a rap song that exists that has more words than this song. <laughs> so you got one, two, three, four. Those are four release songs right there in a row. Uh-huh. All hits. The Loved One, I don't think, was. Wildlife, uh-huh. I think they did. Uh-huh. Never Tear Us Apart, they did. Mystify, I th- they did. And then I don't think the back half of the album was. I yeah, don't I, remember Kick or Calling All Nations. Yeah, I don't, they didn't release the title track, I don't think. Calling All Nations and Tiny Daggers. But God, what a, I mean, I looked at that this morning. It was like 36 years ago. One like I, I think I bought three of these things because I just scratched them up so much. Because I just put, you know, just play it. This is like a record, right? You play it too yes. much. Phenomenal. And then they went away. Like, other than that uh, reality show that they brought that, they tried to find a new singer. Uh-huh. I mean, they were doing the... The journey before journey. Yeah, they were doing the reality show, Let's Find a Singer, before anybody else was, and it fell flat. And I don't think the band, because one one of the guys, there's some really good documentaries uh, about NXS, but one of the guys, I forget which one, might have been like the keyboardist or something. He was like, I'm done. He's like, I'm not going. It, it's done. Yeah, we had our run. We, If he's not with us, we're not playing. Let I'm not that playing. be a special time in our lives. Right. There's no recreating that. And I don't know what they went off to do. They just went into the obscurity, you know, didn't do anything. It's just so interesting how some bands can rebound from it and some bands just cannot. I mean, there are so many people that have no idea who Bon Scott is. You know what I mean? Like 
Thunderstruck is ACDC. But so if NXS were to get a lead singer today uh-huh. and, and pull a journey or pull an STP, okay. who would it be? Good question. Mm, like, you want to say like Lambert, but he's already with Queen and he's a little bit too high pitch of a voice. No, way too, way too flamboyant for NXS. Do you think like a John Mayer could pull it off? No. Who do you have in your head? I know you have somebody in your head. No, I don't. That's why I asked the question. Oh, dang it. I have no idea. <laughs> I thought you had it. You would have to get somebody very, like, in their own head. I could see a Charlie Puth, honestly. No. The guy's got perfect pitch. He can hit any note. No. Not dark enough. You got to get somebody that's. He's not, like, Morrissey enough. All jacked up. Like that uh, Ronnie R- Ram- Ramkey guy. Yeah, but then you wouldn't show up to any of the damn gigs. Yeah. Well, that's, Be late. That's that's rock and roll, though. That's fair. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's what I said the other day. You're going to see GNR. That's rock and roll. Yeah, you could. Radke could hit the notes. Radke. Yeah, he Radke. Could do it. It's Ronnie Radke. Yeah, Radke. Mm-hmm. He's dating Soraya, the wrestler. They EW. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they've been going together like three years. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what designer wants a piece of space and why Bigfoot is trending right now. All right, get you those two big stories from today in just a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. All right, here we go. Fourth and final round of headlines. Big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com, Nikki D. Pretty soon, the devil won't be the only one wearing Prada H7. From the catwalk to the spacewalk, Prada is designing NASA's new spacesuits. The reason for them designing these spacesuits is they're going to give them advanced capabilities for space exploration, and it's going to give them increased flexibility and protection. This launch is set for 2025, the Artemis III mission, and uh, the suits actually look pretty cute. Oh, yes. I like the coloring and all that's what matters. Well, uh, when I get up there, I want, when I'm interviewed, uh-huh. they're going to ask me, what are you wearing? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, well, the space suit is made by Prada. <laughs> the red shoes, the red bottoms, that's Jimmy Choo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hat, the helmet, right? that's also Prada. Yes. So when we're up there, I want to look good. Uh-huh. When I'm And you're gonna feel good too, because mm. it's got good material. Well, yeah, I mean that's part of it, you know. Um we get to keep the clothes. Oh really? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And you know, you never know. If you run into an alien, you wanna look your best. Will it only come in one color? No, no. We've made it a point to have it so we're launching this in the fall, so it'll be earthy tones. Uh-huh. Which makes sense. Because you're in space. Looking at Earth. Right. Right. Looking at <laughs> Earth. <laughs> It's a lot of browns and oranges, <laughs> a lot of olive greens. <laughs> well, y'all be having any um, space fashion shows up there? We do. We don't usually like to broadcast that on the live stream, but okay. we are going to have our own channel on YouTube. Nice. It's uh, yada yada Prada Prada. <laughs> and if you give us a follow. <laughs> That's how we'll be able to see your different suits. Yeah, we come out and, you know, when some of us adjust, mm-hmm. you know. I've got to tell you, Astronaut Smiley does a, a, fa- a fabulous thing with his olive suit. And he comes out with olives. It's it's just, it's a gas. It's so funny. And you're going to have your first woman up there as well. Is her suit going to be different? Yeah, Batsy. She'll mm-hmm. be with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bats, astronaut Batsy. She's going to, she's, you know, she's not a huge, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. 
She's not a huge fan of the Prada. Oh. She's a... Uh, Louie girl? She's a Louie girl. Gotcha. Yeah, she uh, she she fought our friends at NASA to make her own suit. <laughs> she was on Etsy. It's a funny story. I can't get into it now, but it's a real... She was on the Etsy, and she saw this astronaut suit, from, and she was going to make... Oh, okay. <laughs> she's silly. Okay. But we're glad to have her up there. Oh, I'm sure you are. We're really, really glad to have her up there. We need somebody in case something happens to sew. Oh, right. to sew it. Yeah. Got you. Right. Best so. of luck on your mission up there with the Prada. I'm sure you guys are going to love that. We love it. And I love that we can take it home with us. I'm going to mm-hmm. wear it to the movies when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much that suits cost. I mean, if like the Prada stuff, I know it's, I mean, I, I don't own Prada, so I don't know, but I'm, I know it's expensive just to buy like a shirt, mm-hmm. right? Like $200 or something for a shirt. Yep. You know, They're uh, expensive. maybe $200 for a wallet. What shirt are you getting for 200 I bet this four and 500 You can only imagine what the suit goes for. Not one article says how much these suits are going to cost. No. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> probably, I've looked through several probably of them. Costs, probably costs more than sh- uh, the spaceship, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next story. Sorry, Bailey, but the pro said Bigfoot, Smigfoot, H8. You can't just see something that's maybe a once-in-a-century discovery and go do your nine-to-five job. you got to go look for fur or footprints or some kind of evidence. This story came out yesterday, and it's trending everywhere now. This Bigfoot that was sighted in Colorado, this couple that was on a, their 10-year anniversary trip, put the footage up from a train ride where they saw this Bigfoot. So people have now asked the experts, which is the USDS Me. Forest service and they're saying uh we can't really confirm or deny but we're not going out there to look so that's how much they don't believe it's real well that's they're keeping it undercover they have to tell you that they have to tell you that i mean that's they don't think it's real especially in 20 dude i'm telling you like at least admit this all right out of all the bigfoot footage and i'll even put quotes around it for you this one is one of the best if not the best right you would at least it is. It's okay. one of the best. The footage is cleared, and they have another shot that was posted Um, I saw yesterday where you can actually see the face, and it looks like the Grinch who stole Christmas. So whoever oh did this costume, God. they did a great job. You're right. It does. Act. You know, that, that's the one thing. That's the one thing where, like, you're looking at it and going, God, Bigfoot, his hair is, is long. You mm-hmm. know, he looks like a show dog. <laughs> yes, and it's shiny. And it's I know. That's what mm-hmm. you guys picked out. It's real shiny. Yeah. All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns, anything on the text machine, feel free. Use the same number, 916-909-0985. You got something great. If not, roll some credits and get out of here for a Thursday. Give us a minute. As always, we appreciate uh, you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Big thanks to Kyle for helping us out. As always, you guys know what tomorrow is? I it's realized my anniversary. it It's your what? <laughs> when you say, do you know what today is or do you know what tomorrow is, you say it's my anniversary. Oh, for what? It's just a saying because it's a song. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Tony, tom- Tony, your favorites. Uh, tomorrow's Friday the 13th. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In October. Right. Ooh. Which makes it extra magical. Right. We got to do scary movie stuff. With fall weather in the air mm-hmm. and the worst part about all that is i'm catching a flight tomorrow and there you go with the superstition uh, you mm-hmm. gotta get out of these superstitions well it, that's uh, well yeah i guess friday the 13th would be superstitious yep. but you'll yes. be fine uh, it, it's <laughs> just seeing the other day like there's two flights uh from vegas that had to land uh in san francisco because of fog 
They couldn't land in South. I was like, Ugh. what fog? What are you talking about? I couldn't land in Vegas because of rain. Uh, no, they couldn't land in Sac- They couldn't land in Sacramento because of the fog. Oh, like what fog are you talking about? I live twenty minutes from the airport. <laughs> what? What is this? Just fog? Is this airport fog? The high fog. It maybe. was very foggy yesterday morning. I live was two it? exits from the airport, so it, it was very foggy yesterday morning when you went out. Oh, okay. And they're saying it's unusual here. All the weather that's happening here, everybody that lives here says it's unusual. In years past, it wasn't like this. Right. And then they blame the, the out-of-towners that move in. We brought it. We brought fall. We, we brought fall. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Love the fall. Yeah. This is good weather. You know, you get, well, we get up earlier than most, but you mm-hmm. get out there and it's got that little chill. in the air. Oh, yeah. it's nice. I turned my AC off yesterday and opened all of my windows in my house. It it's was not, magical. It's nice. I love it. We got to do that because we have five dogs to get the smell out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little musty. And, and, and to dry the giant hole that I still have in my ceiling. That yet still, by the way, has not leaked again. So I think That's we're good. News. That means the problem is solved. Yeah, but we didn't have to open up the ceiling. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the other part of it. Yeah, but if you don't open up the ceiling, then it's an exploded pipe. You know what I mean? That's that's the way it goes. You had to do extra, so you you ended up not having it as bad. So I, I I've made friends with this really nice guy. His name's Mike. He works at the North America. Well, it's called Good Life now, but it was North America Home Services. And these are the guys that did the inspection for our house. Mm-hmm. And it's a phenomenal business plan. The owner is very, very smart because I think I told you, it's like when you buy a house, you do an inspection. And then afterwards, they give you a checklist of things that they can do that's already on the inspection that need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. So it's like a one-stop shop. And their workers are great. I've had them do a million things around my house. So anyway, I like he's now my go-to guy for everything because he's he's like he's like my Sacramento JFS. Okay, yeah, you know, there's that's a dude. A big, that's a big title to hold. Dude. I know. Wow. Back in Atlanta, mm, I got buddy deal. buddy of mine. I called him Jeremiah F. And Sample. He became a friend of mine, but he knew and did everything. And so I'm hoping Mike wants the job. I think he does. Of the Sounds new like he does. So anyway, I was like, well, what do I do? You know, and I'm, the different people are sending me quotes to like replace all this plumbing that we're finding out that's just high-tech plumbing. And then I find um, that there's another, I don't know if it's a solution, but it's 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 a Band-Aid. It's a good Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. And that is that you can buy these Bluetooth Wi-Fi enabled uh, turnoffs like for your water. So if the moisture gets to a certain level or the pressure gets to a certain, it automatically shuts off the water for the whole house. And you can control it on your phone. Oh. So if there is a pipe that does burst, and you know what always happens when you're not there. When sure. you're not home. Yep. And then it just ruins everything. This thing, and they're fairly inexpensive. Like Home Depot's got them for like three, 400 bucks. Uh, and then you just got to find somebody to, to put it in. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. Right? That's yep. a good plan. Yeah, isn't that a good plan? It's I like, like that. It's, it's, it's a good- uh, It's modern technology, I tell you. Be able to control the water for I know, isn't that neat? Like Yes. Your daughter's gonna be in the shower and be I'm gonna, I'm gonna be at Sky River and be like, I'm thinking I'm gonna turn the water off. <laughs> yeah. Look at me in my Prada astronaut suit. Bougie bougie. Bougie bougie. All right. Nikki D, you got anything? I think uh Bigfoot's using some of that Prada shampoo. Don't you wanna talk about your big barn thing? Or boot barn? Oh, boot barn. Yeah, we can yeah. yeah, we're gonna be out of boot barn. They got a grand opening in Elk Grove. <laughs> I told you guys, you're gonna listen, pop your gig, pop listen, your gig. She pops in front of me, like I'm the I'm the second place pop. Yeah, but I thought we were popping that longer. I didn't know it was. My I explained it to you. It's a big pop, pop, pop. Barn. We're gonna be at Boot Barn this Saturday from two to four p.m. They're opening up a new location in Elk Grove. It's really about seeing uh, Nikki D. Honestly, in person. Why? Well, listen, Boot Barn shirt. There's a new Boot Barn. Everybody loves Boot Barn, but who has got a chance to see Nikki D? 
They're going to wave at their face. That's the they worst. Go? Worst sell ever, by the way. Worst. I was leaving with the worst do, do better tomorrow. You got one more day to sell this. <laughs> that was horrible. Is this your I first gig? Like, no. You guys ever done this before? Uh, yeah, I've done this plenty of times. It doesn't sound like it. It's horrible. It wasn't horrible, Nelson. All right. I'm all right. Nelson, you He's got anything? He's on a spot. No. He's sad. I'm not sad. You got to watch him when you go out to your gig. Why? Well, because I might steal some boots. Right. It's in the blood. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not going to steal at work. He's not going to steal at work. Don't now, bring, when we're on our own time, yes, I have to watch him. Don't, bring, work, don't no. bring his daughter. Daughter's, oh, yeah, no. She's walking out with some right. boots. She's going to be walking out with some boots. New hat. All right. Look, Mickey's up next. Enjoy. Have yourself great safe rest of your day. If all goes well, talk to you tomorrow at 6. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.